Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 122 of Final Boss TV. Normally, of course, your WoW and Game Rating Show. My name is Adam KK Bay. I'll be your host for this adventure. This is the post BlizzCon special. I did this last year, I think the year before that as well. But we might make this a thing as long as I can keep these nerds under control. But uh, without further ado, I'm sitting down with some, some nerds. Um, are you... <laughs> hold it, hold it, hold it. I... <sighs> hi, hi, preacher. Hi, ghosty. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello. <laughs> I don't know what. The... <laughs> oh. I, uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know exactly what I was looking at there. You want to explain? No, we just it was a good old reach around there, mate. Like we oh. just, felt... <laughs> just felt appropriate, to be honest. Oh. Okay, and then Ghosty, of course, is drinking out of the sty you're not supposed to drink out of. All right, that's good. It just feels like a dare when they say don't do it. Are you bothered, mate? <laughs> I haven't used Touch it. my stein with your stein. Oh, the novel's not gone. Hey! <laughs> oh! So that's Preacher, and there's Ghosty. They'll be talking to us, and then the, the Lord of the, the Sith Lord, L-O-R-E, apostrophe D. Hello, Nobohai. Hello, are you judging my outfit right now? It's yeah. not good for you. I'm sick, okay? Leave me alone. And I got my <laughs> own drinking cup. I got It contains the liquid. The sh it shows makes over. It goes into over. my mouth. It's no problem. <laughs> it's good. Buy a cup, man. It's like. It's, oh, can't it's afford like, it. It's like. I'm an not this successful, okay? It's a one man pitcher, really. And he, like, foregoes the glass. can't afford a cup. What happened to YouTube? Uh, we're like three minutes into the show and I already lost control. I don't even know what's going on right now. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Someone compliment a shirt, please. He's been going on for the last yeah, no. half hour. Chat, <laughs> chat, tell Preacher his shirt is amazing. Just tell him so he can it stop. Look, I've got special <sighs> it does. <laughs> just remember where you are. I just get excited when I'm around Bay and Noble at the same time. Oh. Okay, is that we what know, happens? Mate. We know, we remember the accidents, it's okay. The accidents? That shirt is underrated. <laughs> Need to know. Oh wow, that, yeah, that shirt is underrated. See? That shirt, snowman, Christmas, uh-huh, swag shirt. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the stream, if you're watching this live, of course, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the chat. If you're watching, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play Music right now, you're missing out. You gotta see Preacher's shirt. Oh, what platforms? Wow, that's a cool shirt. <laughs> that sounds so mean. Uh, Ghosty, I really hope you don't get sick from drinking out of that lead-based stein. I'm scared. I forgot We're actually was, surrounded then. by blizzard dangers. We've got a lead-based stein, and apparently the bulwark is dangerous as well. Uh, yeah, oh, it's bet. made with elements that could actually give you diseases. Apparently. Yeah, I had to Google it whenever, before I put it up on the walls. Like, is it really, really dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> what? But only if you lick it, right? Yeah, apparently you shouldn't eat it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, apparently you shouldn't use Is that it. a challenge? No. Lick it, lick it, lick <laughs> it. <laughs> Flash. 
Oh my gosh. So we all just, uh, this is the post-BlizzCon show. There are a little bit of notes, a little bit of notes from, uh, just to keep us on track here. The pre-one with Tia, Brutal, and myself, we just talked about nothing for like two hours. It was just like whatever we thought of, but I wanted to have a little bit of a, a roadmap here. Uh, after the mid-show break, there will be questions that were submitted through uh, the Discord channel, the Final Boss TV Discord. And then, of course, if we have questions that come up in chat, we'll definitely go for it. But yeah, I mean, if you want to start throwing shots, here's the time. So Preach and Ghosty and I all went to the convention. And then Nobble, just, and Nobble stayed home and just took long baths while drinking wine out of pitchers while we were gone. So I but. wish. <laughs> out of measuring jugs, mate. And now yeah. he's sick. Jokes on you, no. <laughs> yeah. Look, some of us got to do work. Come on, we can't oh. all be celebrating holidays. Oh. Some of us have got to milk that. <laughs> milk that <laughs> while everyone else is away. I mean, I, not, not to like... <laughs> uh, Fellow Malorn. <clears throat> what? Uh? Can mm. we not just get along? No, mm -mm. we cannot. Jesus we got Christ. a beef. Drama's yeah, good for beef. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it is. Can't you see what Sarah does apart? I hate yeah. it when my parents argue. <laughs> I know. So I don't. I don't know. Like, well, Nobble says he stayed home to make videos, and I was giving you shit when I was actually at BlizzCon. I was like, Nobble's made one video the whole convention. One. Bellular made like twelve. Oh, Bellular was all over it. What are you <laughs> talking like, about? Here we go. <laughs> I made. I made one video about BlizzCon. Yeah. Yeah. Not one video in total. No, no, you've and had it was more about the traveling time than the actual doing the work yeah, thing. Yeah. Sure. It was right. a shame though, it was a great time. Mm. Yeah, I uh, was drooling over the videos that you all made with all the beautiful moments. So do on, go on, tell, how was the con? Or are we not there yet? No, absolutely. Oh, preach, go see, go, go through your, your spiel. You just had your web show yesterday, but please, what, what else you got? How was the convention for yeah, you? Yeah, we played BlizzCon a little very different to most people, I think. Well, that's what we really it found felt out like this it time. When we yeah, it, it felt like that. We planned nothing. We got asked to do a few things, and we said no this time around, so we didn't want to be anywhere at a certain time. So what we did was walk in, say, we're here, and we'll be around there, and that was it for about two days. We never got a chance to walk anywhere. We didn't see any of BlizzCon until day two, essentially. Just meeting people. Hugs. Lots of lots of hugs lots and cuddles. Lots of hugs, mate. Yeah, yeah. Must have hugged and cuddled about a thousand people we were looking for as while we were there. So that was just amazing. That's all we did. That was our BlizzCon. Yeah, there's a, there's a small clip of that and the B-roll leading up to the little interview that I did on the base take for day two with you two. Is that, like, the like the totem powwow and, like, you guys stopped. I was like, all right, I'll wait here. For the two of you so I could interview you guys real quick. We had to like go off to a separate area. I show it off in the video, but you stopped and then there was group people. And then you moved to get to where we were gonna interview and there's other group people. And then like yeah. you we couldn't you, you couldn't migrate without getting <laughs> little groups. No, it was like that constantly. It's okay. Yeah. The the most infamous part for me is it I tried to get a drink for an over an hour uh, over an hour. because uh, we'd been in a group for two hours. And I just said, I just want to get a drink. And it, it took me an hour to walk from the balcony to Hearthstone, which was <laughs> about 100 yards. And I couldn't make it. I just had to turn around and go back. I hated you for that as yeah, well. Yeah, because you were dying for a drink as well. He came back, had been an hour. And it's like, where are you? I, like, I can't get a drink. It's just not possible. But uh, we weren't complaining. That was the only reason we went. And we did that from morning till about 3 a.m. Every day we were there. That was basically all we did. But that's the best part of it is, like, you, you do this, like... Without a schedule, you basically we're going to be here. Just come and say hi. We'll take you know take a picture, get a cuddle and stuff. And it doesn't. It's not work. It's just a laugh. It's yep. bants. It's people. People immediately break the ice when they see how stupid you are. 
so they're not afraid to come and see you. And then it was just, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, we had fun. no rush to be anywhere this time, which was great. Like last time we had to be at the YouTube booth and then we had to go see some other people and then we had to mm-hmm. go do this and that. And you're always kind of like talking to people, but at the same time you're saying, I've got to go though, so bye. And it's never fun. So this time we booked in for nothing and had, a, had a, just a great time doing that. Yeah, no, it's it's a wild ride. I think this BlizzCon was, and we'll get more of this in a moment, but this BlizzCon was, it didn't really have any like <gasps> announcements. It had an amazing panel, which again, we'll hold on for that for a little bit for World of Warcraft, but because it was like a big celebratory one, is that 25 years of Blizzard, 10 years of World of Warcraft, like very, or uh, uh, like it's, it was very just like, Revelry, like everyone was just having fun, just like hanging out, doing just tons of just bumping into people. It felt very just like celebratory to be there. Well, we weren't like all we weren't a buzz like last year. We were a buzz about Overwatch, and we were buzz about Legion before that. Like there was nothing like that in the air. It was just like just fun to be there. Yeah, I think everyone was in such a good mood because right uh, the Warcraft panel was so early in the day, and after that, everybody was just so happy. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the weekend, it was just that was what set the tone for me because the opening ceremony was a little weak. I wasn't that into the opening ceremony. Um, the somber thing was cool. The opening ceremony was saved by Reinhardt, mate. Yeah, we met the Reinhardt guy during <laughs> yeah. the opening ceremony. Darren DePaul, was, yeah, Darren DePaul, which was really cool. Um, but the opening ceremony felt a little weak, and then after that, it was the Warcraft panel almost immediately. And after that, that's when the mood really picked up, and the whole weekend was hype. It was just very, I mean, you watched the virtual ticket novel. So what did you mm-hmm. feel when you were watching? Because I don't know how, I've never watched like the, the live coverage and how they cut between stuff and like where they go between panels and where they go between stuff. Like, was it like, do you, did you get the feel from like the live show? Was it that good? Or were you just kind of like watching it in the background? Like, how does that even work from um, that perspective? Well, like, like I mentioned last year, if you actually want to see the panels, you want to get the virtual tickets. Uh, because at the con itself, I found that getting the information is not the best uh, situation. Last time that I was at the opening ceremony, like last year, there was a guy with a camera in front of it, to which I was like, you got a virtual ticket, you can look back at home in the best quality. Mm-hmm. Um, any information? Like, nobody really expected much from Warcraft, at least I don't think a lot of people expected it. Uh, the opening ceremony was available for everybody for free. Um, and after that, once the Warcraft panel came out, for me, I was surprised with the actual amount of information that we got from Warcraft. There were a couple of tweets uh, from the Warcraft community members. They were like, uh, keep an eye on the Warcraft panel. There's going to be a lot of information, especially for the end. So make sure to stick around. To which was like, okay, you're building up the hype. Hopefully there's coming, there's something coming. And then when they just started dropping information after information after information, it was just beautiful to see that there was that much already uh, planned for Legion and coming for Legion. It was great to hear as well as... um, that they're working on a new expansion, which was also nice to be uh, seen confirmed. But watching it from home, for me, the experience is, it's the second time that I watch it with the virtual tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what to do is they got uh, a couple of announcers in between panels. You can switch for yourself, like, what panels do I want to watch? There were a couple of grayed out panels, which I found disappointing, like um, a couple of uh, art panels that didn't have a camera on it. Yeah. So you couldn't watch that. But at other times, you could just uh, tune in whenever you like. You can push it back and forwards. And the only thing that really stood out for me was the uh, announcer at, at the contest that was just... Oh, oh. I was shaking my head. Oh, boy, it was so bad. We Shit. missed that. How bad was it? That, uh, before you do it, like, <laughs> our only knowledge of that guy it's is... Dubes. Is, uh, is dubs from dubs. a series of internet shorts called Jake and Amir. Tom Middleton's... Yeah, he's it. so funny, but all I heard from him was that guy ruined 
The cosplay. Well, was it the cosplay? It was, wasn't it? I think it was the yeah. cosplay. Yeah. It was cosplay, film, and songs. Um, like it, It's a style of humor, so you got to enjoy it or not. And um, he already tweeted out that he's not coming back to BlizzCon. So apparently the backlash that he got online uh, was so heavy that he's like, uh-uh, I'm not coming back. Was he um, taking the piss out of them, but not in a funny way? Well, like he was for me, for it or what? Like, I didn't like the jokes. He came out and he was like, I'm not a, a, a Blizzard gamer. I don't know any Blizzard games. And I'm like, I don't care. And then he came out with like Donald Trump jokes and he did penis jokes. And then he was like, okay, I don't know what to say. And so I'm just going to go joke after joke after joke and please laugh at me. To which there was this crowd in front of the audience that was like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, why are you laughing? Mm-hmm. But apparently they found it funny, which was great. To me, it was more like, I don't care. Just get to the contest. I don't it was forced. Funny. Didn't need to be there. Yeah. In my opinion, I, yeah. I personally like the guy that was before, like last year. But again, it comes down to your own personal taste. But I think when you, when you go into the Donald Trump jokes, you go into penis jokes when children are watching. Uh. Like, yeah, it's, it's not the audience. It's not even that you're not a Blizzard gamer. It's just this is not the crowd that you're talking to. And also just the idea of they are gamers, so they require different humor. humor. It's not required. Just drop something else than those kind of jokes, in my opinion, yeah. again. Fair enough. Yeah, I heard yeah we me- missed it. Like I say, we didn't get to watch anything while we were there. We saw the Overwatch final, but that was it. I was listening to stuff like up in the media lounge or when I was walking around or whatever, hearing bits and pieces, but mostly I got that feel from just Twitter. Like, just looking at everyone, like, just posting, like, get on with it. Can we just get to the cosplay? Like, is he still making jokes? Exactly. Like, it just And then you gotta wonder, going. like... And you gotta wonder, is that because um, he's getting into his ear like there's some problem in the background, or it's not organized well, or was he supposed to have material ready, and it just wasn't there? And you don't really know that, right? You don't know how the whole background situation works there. Yeah. People said the same about Panzer, but I thought she was good. I thought Panzer was amazing, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought she did a fine job, to be honest. Mm -hmm. She had... People thought like she kept interrupting. But part of the whole point of a Q&A, which I get this, like, question on my show comes up, like, why do you keep interrupting your guests? Sometimes it's interjections to either push a conversation in a different direction or to get another answer when, like, the question is, like, falling off or whatever to keep it rolling. So, yeah, Panzer had a couple of points where, like, she didn't, like, interrupt interrupt Alex or Ian or, like, Matt, but, like, she did on purpose, like, make the point and get an answer out of them because sometimes they just kind of, like did like a blizzard pr answer and nothing happened of it you know well that's why we left actually we went to the q a and we mm-hmm. were there for the legendary question and oh, it was yeah. so glossed over we just were like okay they're not going to answer anything serious here we're out <laughs> let's get out of it it was all going to be sort of fluffy stuff so I was like, oh, that's what, i mean which is fine because they said everything they wanted to say so once that happened we were like we're okay we'll go and meet some more people after this i get that they have to vet the questions but it's like it sure. felt like an opposite of a talent show where they take out like, not so much the best questions, but the most sort of, like, penetrating questions. And it's all sort mm. of surface-level questions that are easier to answer. Yeah, they were kind of, they were just glossy, it, but on glossy the same questions. token, I did want to see the more pressing matters that everyone in the community is feeling about. Yeah, but they, there was no way they were going into Legendaries. No. <laughs> there was no. not a chance. They're like, nope. Yeah, that was a no. couple... It comes down to the questions as well, but I think when it comes to Panzer, like, a lot of people in chat were mentioning as well, like, I just don't like the personality, which is a fair thing. No, but I think when it comes to asking how the questions were asked, and especially asking through when they uh, tried to dodge questions, and I'm talking more about the lore situation because, like, legendaries were not mentioned, I think she did a, a fantastic job, way better than I ever could on such a, a stage. But, yeah, again, it comes fine. down to how you feel about it personally. <laughs> well, there you go. Right? That's it. <laughs> there you go. That's it. It's... 
it's also difficult too because um, I bumped into her after in the media lounge, and there was like. They, they give you all these, like, predetermined questions, but even some of them are, like, repeats. Like, whoever curated the questions didn't double-check to make sure you're not asking the same question twice. Because that always, if you're, if you're the host, if I, in her position, if she asked the same question twice on this giant stage, and she did, it, like, you feel bad for her, like it was her yeah. fault, but it's not her fault, because she didn't set up these questions, she was given to her. So, like, there's always this thing every year where they ask questions that are just like, Really? This, this question? <laughs> Yeah, and we, we suspected that. We actually didn't even get there on time. We were meeting people, but we weren't, like I said, we weren't in a rush to get anywhere. So when a, a, a break came in, we said, we'll head to the Q&A. We stayed there for about 20 minutes, and mm. then we just thought, it's not going to be anything we want out of this. So mm -hmm. there we go. We just left it there. But it was fine. Some people seem to be enjoying it. Especially, yeah. I thought Noble would have liked the, how do the Blood Elf Paladins get their energy? <laughs> Argus. The sun yeah, I like those questions. So yeah. yeah, I bet you yeah. did. But then, me, well, I, I like, really enjoyed it. Really? <laughs> Someone said, though, after the Sunwell, that they don't depend on the Sunwell's energy. Is that did right? They? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, mate. I don't I'm recall the question. I think it was something about how do Blood Elves uh, get their power if they're way away from it or something. No, that's I didn't what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then the answer was like after the whole Sunwell thing, we killed Jaden. They're they're not dependent on the Sunwell anymore. That's what someone said. Mm -hmm. oh. I don't. I would I don't have know to uh, re-listen to the Q and A. Yeah, I know. I would have to listen to the re uh, the Q and A again. I I didn't really uh, pay attention to that one. It just seemed obvious. Like okay, you're playing the game, so if they're gonna tell you uh, Blood Elf Paladin, you can no longer use your abilities when you're away from the Sunwell. Then yeah, it doesn't really work <laughs> you out. You just die when you go through the portal. <laughs> that yeah, was like great. the that end. Well I would laugh my ass off. <laughs> if that was the case. <laughs> I think that was pretty brilliant. I mean, it's fun. It's fun that they have those questions that they answer like the RP community's concern because they're a very yeah. very small yeah. minority. But at the end of the day, I was just like. Next question, please. Um, well, that's fair, but you, I, I think everybody knows you play WoW differently. Everybody everyone, plays, everyone, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think and when one it of comes them... to uh, okay. when it comes to the information that you guys are looking for now, we got like the the yeah. Dev Q and A going on, like a similar thing yep. that they have for Hearthstone. Only now they sit down to uh, reply to feedback, which I absolutely love. I love listening to those. Mm. Yep. No, I mean that's why it's also different for us, like Preacher Ghostian and I. Like we we the Q and A at Blizzard is so like eh, but we just had the Q and A just the other day with Ian and Lore, and he was like dropping bombshells again to like really specific things. His rant about Brewmasters, Elemental, Class Balance, stuff like that. Like you really get to see the inner workings of his brain, where he's just like trying to be super straightforward and empirical about this kind of stuff from their perspective and the community is still like, no, they're terrible, blah, blah, blah. but it's yeah, those, I mean, those Q&As are good. We had that very direct experience at BlizzCon because he didn't really want to talk to me. Uh, I think he thought, <laughs> uh, I mean, he walked, walked away from me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did he run he, away? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he ran away. It's literally, he saw me coming and he ran away. Uh, but he obviously, I, I mean, he, I almost wouldn't go into the public, if, but he has to do it. Mm -hmm. Because all he got was constantly being told how to fix WoW by everybody who was already drunk, was full of beer, and now I'm going to educate you on why WoW needs fixing. And um, when I went up to say hi, he definitely thought I was going to do the same thing, probably with a big essay <laughs> of questions to bring him. Uh, but I, it wasn't like that at all. It was like you had a great weekend. You know, We had a good chat, and then he, he totally changed. He was fine to talk to us. Uh, but the best conversations we have are actually with the devs who nobody knows. Mm. Because they were the pl like plain clothes, we were saying. Yeah. They were like plain clothes. Nobody knew who they were. And they were also obviously having a good weekend. And those were the guys we really got to talk to, which was great. They, they were absolutely tremendous. Yeah, when I went to the movie premiere in the Legion Summit that happened earlier this year, 
I sat down with like just one of like the network engineers and one of like the the back end like code monkeys that worked on I think I told this story before, but like worked on like RAM optimization. Uh, the unsung heroes of World of Warcraft's like yeah. dark underbelly. And there are some incredibly smart nerds working on this game. And it's oh, so yeah. so cool to hear them talk about like what they're doing and like how they fix problems and how they've found ways around like the systems and to improve the game. It's it's so wild. Like the packeting changes and stuff like that and the network stability and the all, all this stuff. It's so cool to hear about. And those yeah, those are awesome bump into moments for sure. Yeah, I, told, I spoke to the guy who did a lot of the work on Karazhan, and that was it. I was like, you're not going anywhere. Let me buy you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> you're staying nice. with me for the next, for the foreseeable future. Nice. And he was like, you really liked it that much? I'm like, bro, yes, of course. It was amazing. Yeah, it was a really cool. It was really cool to talk to those guys who do the vast majority of the work, because the, the other guys are like celebrities, like Celeste Lon and yeah. Watcher. So you, you don't get much time with them until it's like really late on, or you go into a private party or something. So it was, it was good, to, good to meet them still, though. Yeah, so I have in here, Loughton Wise, like, the so opening ceremony was very feelsy. Like, the new, like, AI thing that Mike Morheim announced was kind of neat, but then, like, and then, of course, Sombra. Yeah, it felt premature, though. That felt weird. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping it was going to say we're testing it here against StarCraft. I thought that's what they were leading to. Yeah. Not to, at some point, maybe that will happen. And it just felt really out of place. Like, they weren't telling us anything other than this is something we might do in the future. I was, was like, it just... How did that fit into the opening ceremony for BlizzCon? I wasn't. Really, I didn't really get it at the time. Yeah, I, I think it was mostly like a, a forward-facing thing because it's like a partnership, right, between yeah. Hive Mind and Blizzard. So, yeah. But yeah. I mean, so we had no Diablo Four. Uh, everybody was talking about that the night before. That was all people were talking about was Diablo. Because what was really? it they released that had the four prongs on it? Oh, it was the dice. The, the dice. Forty dice. The yeah. dice had the four prongs mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. Well, they're going to do the twenty fifth anniversary where they're going to they're going to bring in like uh, the tower from Diablo two, which is cool, mm -hmm. and the necromancer mm -hmm. as well, which everyone was raving for the necromancer, but I would have preferred the druid. But hey, it's, it's content <laughs> though. At the end of the day, it's content. Sure. But didn't they debunk Diablo four like weeks prior to BlizzCon though? They were like, no, 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 we're not working on Diablo four as much as we would love to. I think and I read that still as talking well. about yeah. it the day before. But it was it's one of those things where like they'll put that no, it's nothing to do with Diablo four. I think. From a non from a tinfoil hat perspective, it's like ah, come on, he's just gonna run to you now. That's what it is. But yeah. obviously, mm -hmm. they were no, they weren't really. There is no Diablo Four. I mean, it feels like they are making some Diablo stuff just kind of breadcrumb you along, but yeah. it feels like they're making it like behind the scenes. Like it's yeah, they're trying on to what basis, Bay? They're trying try to elongate it with the seasons, and now that they're, they're giving you a little snippet to keep in with the necromancer and the uh right, the anniversary right, right. content patch, but it's about time that you know it's unless it's an actual DLC coming, which I would have been happy for. It's mm -hmm. it's time for a it's time for another, I think. It's gotta be by now. Well, uh, the biggest thing is like the what is Tom Chilton working on? Because mm. he's still there on an yep, unannounced project. So, uh... Warcraft 3 for the mobile. Did you see them tweet about it? Tweet about what? Apparently they're oh. interested in, uh, in in turning Warcraft in a mobile game. Yeah. No. Of... Yes. No. <laughs> like Warcraft 3 no. on your phone? Yeah, Warcraft 3, not, not yeah. now. You can do another right. greater rift in 24 hours on this cooldown, unless... Oh, no. Oh, no! One dollar. <laughs> you pay one dollar for oh, a no. keystone to go now. Ugh. Welcome to iOS, baby. It's... Dungeon Keeper, never forget. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, Dirty. poor Dungeon Keeper. Dirty. Poor Dungeon Keeper. 
I mean, I'll, I'll bring it up, of course, and this is this is like poking the Crendor beast and anyone else that agrees with the same thing as I... I kind of hope that they... Because you see now that they're bringing in the Diablo 1, like, sanctuary, you know, the, the tower into yeah. Diablo 3. So, what is what else is stopping Blizzard from going the Square route, like Square Enix is doing with remaking Final Fantasy 7, and Our just sections. remaking... Warcraft 1, 2, and 3, or like StarCraft 1 and Brood War in the new engine. Like, that's the new craze with the, the, with developers right now. That is the craze. Well, I don't think they tend to follow that, though. It. No, they don't. No, they tend not no, to actually, follow the craze. It takes them so long to catch up with what other people it's do. It's not just that. It's like yeah. all these, I mean, especially with Square Enix, when they redo these big titles, they've, they've started to do it in chapters. Yeah, wasn't Hitman a bit of a failure? Hitman was, yeah. They're doing it with Final Fantasy 7. And it's so bad to actually invest that money in the faith that you're going to get a full awesome game when you only get a chapter. I hate this whole thing of chapters, like mm. in AAA titles especially, it's a joke. Didn't someone ask during the Q&A, like, are you going to make a, a remake of Warcraft 1 and 2? And they were like, it's a good idea, but we're not working on anything right now. Yeah, and I think it was brought up in chat too. But I, the counter to that is that they're taking all this time and dev resource for Diablo team to remake Diablo 1 in Diablo 3. So, you kind of wonder where the cracks in that lie. We'll have to wait and see on this. Mm. Speculative. So basically, right? you yeah. just got your tinfoil head on tonight, and you're like, oh, yeah, Warcraft 4, Diablo 2, and 1, a remake. That's it, though. Like, I might be a minority. I want to see a progression. I don't want to see a rehash. Yeah, I mean, the only reason is right. people, yeah, people have, like, a massive nostalgia for these classic games, and oh. I truly do get that. But, what are you talking about, <laughs> mate? Then you keep going. nostalgia. <laughs> I need to get scored down a dangerous road. I don't give a shit. No, I'm saying that they do, but on the flip side, for me personally, I want to see a progression of those titles. I don't want to see them redone. Right. Just... <clears throat> I don't you just want shit. to see a new Warcraft 4, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Doesn't a progression mm -hmm. of the story. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to you see. You want a surprise. You don't want to expect something. Like, you don't want to predict what's happening. I remember this part. Oh, good for you. Yeah. What happens next? You don't know because it's not Why out. Why shouting at me for? Because you. <laughs> Rile me up, mate. <laughs> Have you seen how much the NES Classic Edition is being sold for, though? I mean, Holy crap! Off a shovel. Yep. That thing is sold out everywhere. And it looks yep. so cool as well. Yeah. yeah. It looks so cool. Member NES? Member Zelda? Go yep. play it now for a thousand bucks. Yeah. Well, hey. it's like 200 bucks for the actual console, but they're all gone. Like, in a yep. day. Bucks. So No, 60 bucks retail, but it's being sold on uh, eBay mm. and all that oh, yeah, for a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. We're, 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 we're overloaded with consoles at the moment. Yeah. Oh, we, well, we yeah. The Switch, you guys. Though. The Switch looks great. Oh, oh yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Switch looks fantastic. So, I guess I'll move us along. The only other thing I had in here was the Hearthstone expansion, which I'm like, cool. We played it. I can't, yeah. We I can't wait it. for it. I love it. The, the Tri-Class yeah? card idea and the fact that mm. it's... What does this do for uh, Gadget Gun as well? We're showing it an entire town and not just right. like, a little port. What does yeah. that mean, you know? Like, oh, it's exciting. But I love Hearthstone, though. And then, like, um, we played it a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. yeah we I say a little the... bit. It didn't last long. But it was fun, though, seeing, the, you know, the tri-spec cards and seeing what they can do in combos mm -hmm. with the classes that they're aligned with and stuff. I can't wait. Yeah. Hearthstone always gets its spice whenever they add something new and then it dies off again. Yeah. I think most people play it that way. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, the lore side of things, like, I don't I don't know how, because there's obviously canon lines between Hearthstone and World of Warcraft, like, seeing yep. Enzov for the first time, and that kind of stuff is real. Then there's, like, the fake stuff, like, Ragnaros the Light Lord obviously isn't <laughs> canon. 
But like, so like that, how does that work with Ghosty brought up for Gadgetsan? Like, obviously in game, it doesn't look like that at all. But yeah, then they showed it like on, as the reveal of the patch, like um, in the, on the screen behind when he was speaking, mm -hmm. it showed like the little town that we all know. And then he, as he as he carried on to speak, that town expanded, expanded, expanded until it filled the entire zone. So it's not like it used to be like that and it's reduced. It looks like <laughs> it started off like that and it's expanding. So what are we going to have with that in Warcraft? Hopefully. Mm. See, oh, you're going too far something. now. This was my problem during the WoW panel is everything yeah. he said, my imagination went insane. That's what I mean. Absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. and I, I kept having to bring myself back down and like, just wait until it's confirmed. No. Don't overhype it. No. Otherwise, it'll be legendary ring all over again. The, I mean, the overhype was tough. I'm going to bring up some of the screenshots right now when you guys want to talk. I'm going to bring up the Warcraft panel now because... Oh, here we go. It was... So, my notes, I have to make sure I read this off. It was the Ian, holy shit, we got you fam, has a Costas Warcraft panel. <laughs> because... Like the title. They... They, as the, the, uh, the overall team... Like, holy actual crap baskets, are they not saying a statement? Oh, he kept, I told him when, um, when I had a drink with him, I just kept saying how smug he looked when he kept saying, and this is a mini patch. <laughs> this is what we're calling a mini patch. And then he was like, more and more stuff. And the smugs written across his face. Mm -hmm. He was so happy to be up there. He was just so happy. If this is a mini patch, by the way, you gotta wonder what they call the selfie patch. Like, what name is being used for that one? If this is a mini patch. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it the alien's face? Take my picture. Cheese. <laughs> Look it's at that face! I, I, showed, I showed the smug face. I was putting it back up Small on the screen. Patch. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. Up? Come at me. Yeah. And it's really good. Well, the biggest thing that we talked about before, too, and this goes into a little bit of what we talked about in the, uh, the base take day two, is that Ian just seemed so happy. Yep, of course. Because everything that they've had to... They knew WAD was not great, let's say mm. that. And everything they had to come out with for the last couple of years, which has been Wallace of Draenor related, hasn't been great. It's not been. They knew, And they probably knew that before they even released it. Like, the, the shipyard. is. Everyone knew that wasn't good content, you know? Right. Sedan Jungle was very, very weak. Compared to, even compared to the similar content they put out in the past, right? Mm -hmm. You look at the Isle of Keldenas and the Throne of Thunder and all that stuff, and you just look at Tanan Jungle comparatively, and you're like, you guys know this is not good, and it's already weak, and you know this is causing people to leave. But this time he knew it was going to be a winner, and they knew that they'd fixed those issues. And it was just great to see him walk out there. And I said it straight away. It's like, I just could tell you had a little smile on your face, and I just knew you were going to start dropping bombs. He's like, could you tell? I was like, yeah, I could see it straight away that yeah. that was going to happen. And uh, it was great to see all, the whole team because it wasn't just him. Like I said, we spoke to a lot of the Warcraft devs who you don't know, and they were all just riding this wave of happiness. All of them were just knew they were crushing it. They were nailing it. It was great to see. <laughs> Love this. What is boat day? I'm in. I don't care what boat day is. Yeah, let me, go, let me go back to that. So... And the, the panel is funny because you go through these these screenshots from the uh, the live stream, and it shows the Pat seven point one point five, which is the micro holidays and Blades Edge Arena rework, and Brawler's Guild is back, and then of course when he's talking about you know examples of these holidays that are adding in, Boat Day is a separate slide. Like he added that after he was like, and then Boat Day. Boat Day. <laughs> so good. What, what we need to take away from this is this is them. I mean, I literally, the strangest thing actually happened is we made a video before we left for BlizzCon. Mm -hmm. And it heavily revolved around them putting the fun back into the game. 
because the Broken Isles is a miserable goddamn place. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you go is misery and hell, and it's nightmarish, literally in some places. Where's the fun? Where's the, the silliness? Where's the Harrison Ford jumping around? Where's, the, uh, you know, no one rides the lady? Where's that typical Warcraft stuff where they were just doing goofy stuff? And then Karazhan came out and that had the goofy stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And I remember this, like, this is what the game used to be. It used to be really silly. And Mop's a little silly, but not quite. It's not really there from the old stuff, for, for me personally, anyway. And then they came out with this, and like, we're just going to get really silly with it. From Boat Day to um, the brawls, the PvP brawls. Is it balanced? No. We don't care. It's just about having fun. And I loved all this stuff. Did you just say Mop is a little bit silly? Yeah, I, did, I found Mop trying to be silly, but not in the way if, uh, in the way that I felt Warcraft was silly. Was, was it silly. Doob's silly? Yeah, there's different levels of silliness. Like, eh, it never really you, got me. You were me. just not amused by the Pandaren, is what I'm getting here. You did not find it funny. No, not really. Mm. I didn't find the Pandaren funny. That was a that was a light Uke airish. The Duke, you know, stuff the, like that. There's a difference between yeah. Duke and the Duke and a chess event. You know, in that level of silliness, for me anyway. There's, you know, that's very obvious, kind of like ha ha ha. Um, but when when I think about really silly stuff, it's like what we just got in Karazhan, where you're going yeah. from a basement with spiders to space. It's just absolutely <laughs> absurd, but it's so uh, creative and cool. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. When I when I think about wow, I think about those things. Well, we went from like mops, like hierarchy, their yin and the yang of the expansion was the Shaw and Garrosh and death and bad and darkness and then like goofy pandas and monkeys, right? Mm. And then we go to Warlords, yeah. we go back in time to an ultimate dimension where it's just like war, war, death, war, Iron Horde, Legion. And yeah. now we are in Legion where it's Legion, 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 death, death, Torin are dying, find, find the, the baby Torin, and then there's something that, like that. Thunder Totem's the key example. You go there right. some days and their houses are burning to the ground. Yeah. You land there like we're all dying. Help us and this happens to us three times a week. But, oh, you land there and it's like, there's a world quest here. Beat the shit out of these drums. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know what that drum quest is about. I don't know. It doesn't make no sense. What They're it's running about. around like a Karazan instrument. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's that's uh, that's sums up Legion for me. It just it just lacked that fun. They they always felt like the Blizz devs were like us. And they were inside our jokes. And that's why they had like the I'm on a boat achievement in ICC. You know, it was just these popular little yeah. memes and stuff at the time. Um, and Vanilla WoW is fraught with that stuff, as is TBC. Wrath's got a lot of it. And Mop kind of went a different way, almost more like a, in a more childish, sort of simple way. Mm. And then after that, it was just doom and gloom, you know, mm. until now. I get you. Yeah, the reason why I'm asking is that a lot of people are like, um, they bailed on Mr. Pandaria because it's, it didn't seem too serious to them. It was too childish in this case. So I guess it's the definition between childish and actually being um, silly, I suppose. Yeah, sure. exactly. I mean, silly might be the wrong word because that sounds childish in itself. But it's just more like the goofy humor that we all share between each other. I mean, some of it's childish, but it's usually it's not, like, it's not kiddie childish. It's like someone threw all their toys out of the pram and thought, oh, you didn't think I was funny? Then fine, this is what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You brought this on yourself. It's, just, it's a personal thing. I know a lot of people said that Mop was very funny and silly, but I personally didn't find it funny and silly at all. Good transmogs, though, mate. Good transmogs, and that's what's important. Indeed. But now they're throwing that back in, and they're saying things like, I think uh, a lot of things that I see are people getting bogged down in like the mechanics of stuff and spending a lot of time thinking about the minutiae of the game and it's because we're not having a lot of fun and doing goofy stuff like is there any points about boat day no no there isn't but it's going to be fun it's going to be well to fun yeah exactly is there any point to being a storming guard no probably not 
But it's going to be really funny to, <laughs> to go around and pull people over and yeah. do silly things. And you're talking about silly things right now. I'm going through the screenshots of the new Brawlers Guild where, I mean, oh, Pac-Man. 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 Yeah, like, I this is... I don't know what Pac-Man was. I don't, I don't really know if that's Pac-Man, man. It kind of it looks like Pac-Man. Bomberman. No, it's, it's Pac-Man because he chased the ghost. He cha- oh. Yeah, the ghost monks are floating around in there, the little pack, little... little oh, shit. Yeah, 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 nice. I did not make that connection to be honest when he uh, did the announcement. No way, man. Yeah, totally well, Pac-Man. I, it was, I shouted Pac-Man, and so many people huh. looked at me and just didn't know what Pac-Man was. I was like, oh my god. I just looked at you for shouting. <laughs> yeah, You're probably. like an idiot. I was so excited, I've got to be honest. I was like <laughs> a little kid again. It was good. It's, it's Everyone's mind, though, like went racing when these ideas came up and stuff. And especially like we, what we always talk about is when the, the, the PvP brawls came up. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in an arena, or was it, um, what was it called now? Either Storm? Yeah, with the, when zero the camera gravity. panned out, and then everyone just floated up into the air, and everyone's went, "Holy shit!" And that's when he said, "Is it going to be balanced?" No, no, <laughs> and it might it. not work. That is so yeah. important. It might not work, and but we can take it they're out. Gonna put yeah. it in. Yeah, the they're experimenting thing, you know? again, and they've played it very safe the last few expansions. Yeah. They've, uh, I think, they've maybe realized that. They might decide in the office, they'll have an idea, and then they'll decide something like, "I don't think that's going to be great, or that might not work, so we'll not do it." Instead of letting us decide, because sometimes it's that because it happens to us all the time when we make a video, and probably happens to Noble as well. It's something we put in a video we don't think much about <clears throat> compared to other things. And slowly, that's the thing that everybody latches onto, and like that was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's of course happens in games. So I'm just glad they're throwing stuff at the wall uh, like they used to do, and just see what happens. And if it doesn't work, they'll just take it out again. But keep throwing stuff and see what happens with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, also, like if you compare this to what they did with Water Sodreno, it's it just seems to be an entire different team working on it, and there's actually a hard pack in the game. Like this, this mini patch is what Warlords was in its entirety. Like you can almost you can almost say that Warlords was not a true WoW expansion because it just didn't offer that much. It was, for me, it was exactly yeah. the, the epitome of what I was saying: is just playing it safe. Were there I- how many ideas were created for WoW that they shot down internally without just saying let's try it out and see what happens? You know. I don't. I don't know. We'll, we don't know the answer, but it feels like they just. I, I mean, obviously, we could go into what all day, but I don't think it's going to be helpful at this point because we're mm-hmm. one, the best, if not one of the best expansions they've ever done. If if what they announced is properly going to be implemented, and especially with the whole uh, scaling of difficulty and the new raids, because what I've heard so far is that Nightmare is a little bit disappointing when it comes to raid fights, as well as the the trial not being too amazing. I was going to ask if, you about that, bit, Yeah. But if, if all oh. of it comes together, then this could definitely be one of the better ones, yeah. It's, there, there, it's, what else I say about Warlords? And I felt like that was an expansion that came with a lot of, like, forward momentum with the, like, the, the pre-stuff they had made. And I went to the, I went to the launch event in freaking LA at that crazy old Ace Theater and stayed in the hotel there. And it was like, the, the, the buzz was awesome. I took a, made a video of it and people were, there were people there all over the place. But that was the time that the Titan Project was dying. They were bringing like 150 new people to make Team 2, like over 300 people large. Like the training pair, they had all this stuff done. But they realized they couldn't keep working on Warlords, but they just moved that people to Legion immediately. So I wonder how much of this Legion stuff has been worked on and been like iterated on now for like well over a year plus. So we're getting this huge swath of how like an expansion should feel. Like the micro patches make a whole lot of sense. Like a major, minor, major, minor. Like that's how it's supposed to be, right? But all these little it's things. Like Mop, right? Mop was that way. Mop had well, mm-hmm. but so Mop it's very, had very similar to that. Mop had like one big patch, and we didn't have anything for like six to eight months though. 
we didn't have like these point fives on purpose that were just like here's brawls or here's you know the brawlers guild back or here's you know more class stuff like mm -hmm. I, I don't think we had that like and that's not to like bring up a different MMO but like apparently that's how like the big huge crazy Asian team of Final Fantasy 14 does their stuff is like every two months there's something being put in the game you know from large to small and like it keeps rolling forward but wow in Warlords we had like the selfie camera patch and then nothing for like a year Right? Well, you were not entertained. It depends yeah. on your perspective. That's also true. Because now, now we're into Legion, and I don't know how where you guys are at right now. I mean, I've seen people talking about, and I see the top guilds right now are working on their 35th freaking artifact trait. Like they're just playing the game and just grinding out mythic pluses all day long. And I'm like, I just hit 32, and I'm like, I play a lot of World of Warcraft, I thought. Yeah, I'm behind that. I'm yeah. 31, I think. But like now we're in this oh my god, I mean, like, you know, a feed tube and, like, a bed-slash-chair combination just to play WoW and just sleep and eat at the... Like, there's so much to do, but people are, like, mad now. There's, like, too much, like, is it content or, like, fake content to do? I mean, it's, like, stringing us is along. A, yeah. Is there a lot to do, though? Like, at this point in time, I'm wondering. Like, because the, the things that we've gotten from the start was World Quest that you can do for your artifact power. You've got your uh, Nightmare Raid, and now you've got uh, the, the Mythic Dungeons, and mm -hmm. now the Trial of Valor. But what exactly are you mentioning with there's so much to do? Like, isn't it the same things that you've been doing since the start? Mm, I think the perspective on there is definitely different. Because, like, for me, when I logged in on Tuesday when I got back after this reset, I was like, okay, I gotta do LFR on both my characters. I gotta do a Karazhan clear on both my characters. I have to do at least one Nightbane run on one character. I've gotta do all my emissary quests every day. I've gotta farm all the artifact power on the board every day when I'm logging in. I gotta keep up with my missions, right? I've gotta also raid. I gotta re-clear Emerald Nightmare. I gotta clear and learn Heroic. And Trial of Valor is not easy. Like no, no, it's not. No, it's not. So like, no, there's all these not. little things to do, and like, I think that's a lot for me. I mean, Novel, you're doing all the class campaigns and all the artifacts. We talk about nothing to do. Well, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Like at Endgame, we're talking about. For me, yes, I have done all the classes. I've leveled them all up. I've done the artifact quest and the order hall campaigns. Uh, and I love the idea of of reset day. And I've got a blank slate of things that I want to do. But when I've done uh, my 10 Illidan quests, and when I've done uh, the Emissary quests, and when I've done uh, Karazhan and the raids, pretty much you're going to go into the circle of repeat for your alts, right? So you got to do the same thing for of your course. alts. But doesn't that mean that you get burned out quicker on the content that they have right now? Because you mentioned like there's so mm -hmm. much to do, but it's pretty much there is uh, a set amount of things to do for one character, and sure. then you just do it 10 times the same over, right? The thing like, for me yeah. on that is that Mythic Plus is so varied week on week and you're doing so many sure. different dungeons that it doesn't feel repetitive at all like once you um play i could say for me playing high in mythic plus just the, the the changing affixes each week make the instance as if it was brand new because you have to play it so differently each and every time that for me i haven't felt that i haven't felt like oh god it's another court of stars run it's court of stars with bolstering tyrannical and then that's like oh god and it's exciting as well as difficult and you don't even think about the dungeon at that point. You think about how you play it in a very different way. And for me, that's the Mythic Plus system has been fantastic for making content always readily available. It's always sat there waiting to be done, no mm -hmm. matter what time of day you log in, and always different. Absolutely always different. 
a, a block you could take something like Blackrock Hold and say a Blackrock Hold 10 one week and a Blackrock Hold 10 the next week are completely different experiences. And that's something that's kept it constantly fresh for me. Constantly. Oh, sure. And that, that's a different side of things because you might not ever really do those. You might be a player that doesn't like in chat right now. You might be a player that actually does Mythic Plus. You don't really do them. I mean, in 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 7.2, they're splitting Karazhan into two dungeons, giving them both heroic queuables and making Court of Stars and Arcway heroic and queuable. Yeah, fantastic they're, news. They're, they're seeing that people don't Mythic very much, Mythic Plus, like I do all the time. Like I've already done a 10 and 11 this week. So, like, I definitely do, but maybe people probably don't. But the fact that they're noticing that and then expanding that system and giving well, they more revealed some numbers. It was, it was a huge amount of... What they're doing for me is they created an environment over the last two expansions where you could absolutely play WoW on your own and mm -hmm. see near enough absolutely everything, right? Mm. Um, which, depending on your perspective, is either good or bad for the game. But either way you look at it is... I think they're seeing that we have destroyed the communities on Realms... People are asking, in one form or another, for communities back. Uh, and Mythic is a great way of doing that. But at the same time, there are people who just don't want to do that. And they are being denied content, right? So what they've said now, or the message I got from it is, by January, which is when this comes out, is right. if you've not entered into the Mythic system by then, and there are absolutely tens of thousands of people who are making Karazhan groups with the numbers they released um, through the pre-made group finder, if you've not done it by then, that's fine, no big deal. Here's all that content for you. And plus, you know, at that point, if you've not done it by then, you're not going to do it, right? So we're okay with that, and we don't want to deny you content. But I really like that there's this staggered approach to saying, here's your chance, here's your incentive to try this out. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll meet some friends. Maybe you'll yeah. get a better experience from WoW. Um, but if you get to, like, January, and you've not done that yet, fine, there you go. You can have it on Heroic, and you can do it as you want to do it, which is queuable, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then we... Yeah, I think that's great. On that topic, by the way, uh, two questions. One, do you feel that making it available for queuing um, just puts it the problem off? As in people are just going to sit and wait until it becomes queuable instead of actually diving into Mythic? Mm. And two, do you feel that Blizzard should do more than just gating content to get people together? Um, um, and by okay. that, I mean, I see a lot of feedback from people like, I'm afraid to step into Mythics or I don't know how to make groups or I get declined all the time. Do you feel that outside sources like the Discord channel, for example, has been set up to get people together? Uh, should it be promoted and supported more by Blizzard? Okay, so question one, I think that depends on what your approach to the game is. If you are already, a hundred, I mean, I've worked hard over the last three months to get people out of this attitude to just try it. Because sure. as, as you probably know, the amount of people who denounce raiding and denounce group content without trying it because they hear about nightmare stories and they're always the ones that are blown up whereas there are thousands of them going on every day where it is fine um they're either going to look at it as a deadline or the relief point and it'll come down to what you want out of the game if you really want to raid it's a deadline because at that point your chances are going to dry up um but if you really don't want this experience and some people are adamant absolutely adamant that they don't want to play with other players then fine you know that's that's your relief point that's where you're going to have a good time um, should they endorse uh, Discord and stuff for the people? I think they have to be very careful about how much is out of their control. And Blizzard has been pretty open, especially recently, with things that they are not in control of and endorsing it. And I think they see that as what happens if that Discord server or they recommend somewhere, then it turns into they get spammed by race. You know what happens if they put things out there that's mm -hmm. out of their control or if it's mm -hmm. moderated badly. I don't even think they could take the chance to do that. 
I really don't. I mean, so even it... we aren't allowed on the front page of, you know, the Blizzard thing, uh, Battle.net. Yeah. Because, one, we swear too much, which is fine. <laughs> um, but also, it's, you know, some of our content is just seen as, it's outside of our control. Which, and, you know, we say some things, especially with drama time, which... It's not for kids, mate. It's not for yeah, kids. Mm-hmm. No, it's not for kids. You've got to remember the game is for kids as well. So I think they are very, very against endorsing things that they are not 100% in control over. And I understand why as well. And what for me happened was, um, at first I wasn't really interested in the whole mythic system, like gearing up for me, I don't raid, so what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. But then they introduced the whole Illidan story arc in which we found out that if you get those soul essences from mythics, just basic mythic, teen, uh, 10 dungeons at a time, you got your questline each week. That motivated me, the story arc, and that's actually got me into the dungeons up to the point where I'm like, hey, this is a lot of fun. Uh, but then I tweeted that out and I got a lot of people like, I am being forced to do this content. I am being mm. pushed into something that I don't want to do. Being incentivized is a difference. Yeah, and I'm like, there is indeed a difference between being motivated to get somewhere and being gated behind something. And then I just wonder, like, what is there to do to get people into those mythic dungeons because they are just the old heroic difficulty. There's not much else different than you got to form your group, you got to get in there. Okay, and so honest question to you, Novel. Did you know that before you went in? Or did you think that mythic was going to be difficult? I knew that. I knew that before I went in because I have oh, done okay. the, the mythics before. Um, I just wasn't motivated to go in there because there was no real uh, reward system for me that I was looking for, right? Yeah, the rewards uh, are difficult. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. And that's why Karazhan, I think, is done so much to get people to try it out yeah i don't think our coin court of stars was anywhere near enough to get people to try it out a lot of no. people were just like i'm not bothering with that but the karazan especially the feedback that came from people like myself which was this is the best five man they have ever created it was and so much I, fun to go through oh, I just, and you went through it recently yeah. as well and you walked out saying this is absolutely amazing this yeah. is an amazing experience and if you tell people as <laughs> if you tell people there's an amazing experience waiting for them and it's not out of reach it's right there, and all you have to do is take a chance on other people. And maybe you're going to find out that, no, the, the pre-made group finder isn't walking through trash and mud. It's not. It really isn't. The amount of successful groups going on there far, 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 far outweighs the amount of negative, horrible experiences you're going to have. Um, and coming away with a different opinion is that maybe, you know what, I met this guy, and I put him on Battle.net, and we played a few dungeons together, and now I'm starting to get somebody I talk to when I'm online with who shares my goals, and that's how we all play. That's 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 because yeah. I find it very hard to, when we're talking to raiders because obviously I talk to raiders and uh, casual players alike. I'm trying to explain to people because we play a very different game. So when I log in and people whisper me, you know, straight away, it's like, "Do I do Mythic 10? We've already got a group ready." That's how I do my mythics. Whereas somebody else might sit in the pre-made group finder and they have a very very different WoW experience than what raiders have. And it's trying to show those guys that it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be paying you $10 a month or whatever to sit in pre-made group finder. And I think Karazhan is the best incentive they've done. But I'm also happy that they're going to open that up at some point to the guys who know it's a great experience, but they're not going to do the mythics. Mm. They shouldn't be forced into there. They shouldn't be forced into there. Because there are a lot of people who have been taught for the last two years that they shouldn't need to do that. And I, that's Blizzard's fault. You know what I mean? That's Blizzard's doing. Yeah, but if you want to fix that situation at some point, if you do want to go back into a community, like we weren't community back in the glory days because uh, we were all so many amazing people. It was because we had to play with each other and we had to be nice. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. there was no alternative. So if I believe that if you want to sense a community again, then you have to play together um, instead of uh, being able to queue for it. And that indeed, like you mentioned, like the past four or five expansions, Blizzard has done nothing but 
changed the setting of you don't have to play with each other, but you can actually solo queue, to which we now get forum topics as in, I can no longer play this game solo anymore. Yep. And the first thing that raises to my mind is it's an MMORPG. Like, why do you think they should play it solo? Yeah. And then the second thought is, yeah, that is exactly the message that's been sent to you the last few expansions. Yep. So that transition into we got to play together again is going to take time. And that's why I was wondering, okay, there are now making it easier for people to get together. They are actually rewarding getting together. Mm -hmm. Is there more that they can do to get the community together? Or is it now up to the community, uh, make it or break it? Yes, yes, that's exactly it. I think, and this is like probably going to be a, a really frowned upon like idea of it, but I think mm -hmm. there's always so much apathy you can give for those people that aren't willing to make that extra step to communicate with other people. I think that there's so many tools in that game already that you can not immediately make friends, but you can start making connections with someone. Or it doesn't take a wall of text to say, thanks for that, dude. You're a really good tank. I'm going to add you to my friends list or something like that. Do you know, that's literally what we used to do. Back it's in getting the people day, to it's take that there. leap, which is what we've that's been what working I'm on. Yeah, we've so many videos recently. There's only so much it. of a push you can give these people before it's just really not worth it. And I think Blizzard agrees with that. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're opening the queue door to say, at a certain point, we're forcing something on people that we've, we've, they may never have known since they started the game. If they started in uh, Mr. Pandaria or Walls of Draenor, which is a long time ago now, we taught these players it didn't, the WoW wasn't like that. This isn't the game they bought. And I don't think it's fair to say that, well, that's it, you're not having the content. I mean, I've always been a fan of LFI. I support LFI, I really do, and I've done that for years. But I always think LFR should just be one tier behind. So just to keep that incentive there to go and try and rating, you know, go and give it a go. And then at a certain point, it'll be open up if you don't want to do that. But um, yeah. in terms of what you say of like forcing it long term, I don't think that's beneficial to everybody. I really don't. No. I think at some point you have to give people the choice. To, if they flat out don't want to do that, I don't see, I don't, it doesn't bother me that somebody's going to wait till January to run Karazhan Heroic. It doesn't bother me in the least. I don't think it's terrible for the game at that point. And I think they've done well to hold out as long as they've had in saying you can't go to Arkway, you can't go to the Court of Stars, and you can't do Karazhan, and you can't do various quests. You can't do the quests in LFR for the raids. You can't do that. And they've put all this stuff behind those. this. Um, you can do a LFR quest, by the way. You, only thing, can't do, um, the only thing you can't do is the extra skin. The rest the is just available in LFR. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. But people get that quest way before then, right? And yeah, then it's just um, you have to go to Arnold Nightmare Normal. At least. Yeah. Yes, but the, the, the story quest is just available on LFR. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I remember a big fuss about it, but I'd already done it. It's one of those things from our perspective we don't find out until <laughs> after because we've already done it, you know, and it's it's, uh, it's it's something we find out about after. But when you think about it, they gated loads of stuff off already and they're giving a time when it's going to change. And I think that's okay. I'm, I'm Somebody, okay with that. Uh, Somebody mentioned, why is normal being so negative? If you don't want to be given incentives to try all content in game and you feel you're being forced to do something, you don't want to do it, then maybe this isn't a game for you. Mm -hmm. uh, Reinog, that's not actually my argument. Like, I'm not arguing one or other sides. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just inquiring what the other guys think. Yeah. Um, for me, the, the only thing that's in my mind by opening it up and letting people know, like, okay, it is going to be queuable, is uh, the incentive of actually making those groups, like you're going to uh, separate the player base. Uh, your mention of those that are absolutely not going to do it can now queue up. Um, I wonder if uh, knowing that they're going to be queuable is going to keep people, prevent people from actually trying and giving it a go. Because in the end, for the longevity of the game, I think that something like Mythic, working together, playing together, a feeling of community, is way better than actually 
just queuing up and seeing the content. But the counter argument is if you long, wait long enough and then open it up, then everybody can see it. I, I can see both sides, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have no issue that. with people choosing not to do that. I, I don't see why yeah. that's a problem. If also, they... people aren't looking for that friendship in an MMO. No, they're they're just quite happy to mm -hmm. just go through the content on their own. And like it or not, that's the way the game's been for several years now. It's true. Absolutely, yeah. And it's wrong of anybody, in my opinion, to say that's not right. Well, in fact, that's the game they bought yeah. and they've been playing. So and If they enjoy playing it like that, then more power to them. But it's not the hardest thing in the world. Obviously, you're going to meet some arseholes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're also going to meet those people that are friendly. Who's like, yeah, I'll add you as a friend. It's like, cool, yeah, we'll give you a shout if you ever want to do another run I mean, or something you're... like that. It still exists, this whole ethos of there's no friendship anymore. There's just pre-made guilds and groups and people. It's not like that at all. No, it's it's just because the game's that old and established. These people have played for years, but there's still that group of people that just, you know, they want to play on their own or they want to play with other people and they will make friends. You just have to do it. And there's always so much of a push that Blizzard can give them without actually putting it in their faces. Make friends. You don't have to. <laughs> That's it. So there is the point. A big thing that we, we we make sure we don't gloss over on this whole heroic, queuable, Karazhan stuff is that this is not until patch 7.2. And 7.2 is like maybe April of next year. Like oh, I it's it was like January this one. No, 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 no. January is when we're getting like the Nighthold opening up because it's already in the game right now. But no, patch 7.2 is returning to the Broken Shore. That's going to happen after Gul'dan. So, like, this is this is months down the road. Because patch 7.15 is maybe end of December before they go on break or early January. So, yeah, 7.2 is a ways away. So, like, we have... It, that's the return to the Broken Shore patch where we get to build a base that's similar to, like, the Isle of Keldanas. And I love that he compared about, it to that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's... The, he I didn't mention the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, not the other one. Don't don't the even bring one. it up. It shall not be named. But but Nobles bringing up like the community <laughs> on server based stuff and the whole Legion Fall campaign where you build structures in your broken shore. That's a server based thing. So yep. like that's that's your server getting together to activate these bonuses and contribute to these certain buildings. Hopefully, it's that interactable because then you have like the Legion assaults that are back now that'll take you from the broken shore back to the broken isles, similar to the whole pre launch event. Day, right? That's a server-wide effort. Yes. Yeah, it's a mini Yeah, the Encourage event is region. That's US, it's EU, yeah, because you get your banner. But like, those are big. Th oh, I brought up flying, of course, too. Um, like, this is all 7.2, this is all away, but that's, that's stuff they want to bring in that, you know, your server helps build your island, right? Like, mm -hmm. and you get to then go back out in the world and... I would say that the, the the dynamicness of the Legion invasion system will probably be a little bit more fun than the world quest right now, where you like pop in, pop out, you're done. But remember, like what it looked like in the pre-launch of the game when you would go into these zones with the invasions and there's hundreds of people, right? Like that'll definitely feel when 7.2 because invasions will be happening in a zone like once a week, kind of thing, like every yep. now. So it's it's gonna be. We and they also said you're going to cap it off with a three-man scenario. Was uh, each zone yeah. going to get its own scenario, yeah. or is it globally yeah, the same Yeah, they said they were going up to the spaceships and yeah. doing all that kind of stuff, yeah. And like is, it, is it like five different scenarios or just one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we don't know yet no that. Okay. Because then they also, like I bring up at 7.2, like we get that they're giving us a five-man, and the five-man in 7.2 is up the tower, which unlocks yep. yes. the raider. So, like story-wise, the five-man people unlocked us to do the raid, which so is really the ICC ones. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
So let me see if he I, there's all these little things that the one thing I was gonna bring up too, yeah. So you miss dungeons, you know, so do we. So the new dungeon, the Cathedral of Eternal Night comes out, like that all this stuff that I think about warlords will be just sat in our garrisons and they push a red button and then logged out. There's so much that like pushes you into the world, pushes you into dungeons, and it's just they're light pushes, right? They're, they're enough because you have to yeah. appeal to everybody. Like for some people, the pet battle world quest would be enough to get them out in the world. Where for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't budge if that was out there. Sure. Um, uh, what was nice though is the change levels. of philosophy. Uh, the, a big contributor to all this that's going under understated is the scaling technology, because the reason they didn't want to do five mans again is because it kept making all the other five mans irrelevant instantly, sure. and just killing the killing their. The, they were literally creating content that killed their current content. Yeah. Which you can imagine is a terrible feeling. It's like, oh, we're going to make Zulaman Zulgar up. Instantly killed all the other dungeons. Then they made the three timeless ones, um, end time, heroic, and all mm -hmm. those ones. And then that killed everything before it. No point in going there. The same with the ICC ones. Mm -hmm. But now they can scale everything up. So we know yep. that like Mythic Plus, like they said, a Mythic Plus 3 will feel like what a Mythic Plus 7 is now. Yeah. And they're just going to bring everything up so it's all relevant. And it's that system has made the game so much better. So, so much. I never feel like I'm really dwarfing content. I mean, I do now in my raid gear, but every zone being equal is always more interesting than going to a low-level zone, and now they're going to add that to the dungeons. I just think, I, this, this whole scaling system where the game is constantly at your level, I like. Mm. I like it so much. And they also mentioned in the recent Q&A, for those wondering, like, what if I got to catch up? Apparently, they're also going to uh, increase the rewards from normal dungeons, uh, so that you can spend normal dungeons to catch up to the rest of the people, so that you can actually flow into the newly skilled heroics mm -hmm. oh yeah well that's so they're they're cranking up because as we get more and more gear and as we're gonna have and we already have confirmed three raid tiers in legion that if they didn't touch normal heroic and mythics then we'd be doing like mythic keystone 24 like it'd be weird so they're gonna be cranking up like the base mythic plus two will feel like a plus seven and then mythics like a flat mythic will feel like a plus three and then heroics will be cranked up to feel like regular mythics now and then normals would be like heroic but then because the gear all pushes forward, when you become a new character, you'll jump into normals and then to heroics and then you're caught right back up. And that's in any yep. dungeon. So when the new dungeons come out, Karazhan, the same thing, they'll, they'll push everything forward with, with the game's evolution. So they and keep... the world quests are a great add-on to that because yeah. the gear's just going to go up. And the, exactly. And, that'll, and there's more and more world quests coming out too. And once we have Argus unlocked, which is a whole new area, I'm sure there'll be world quests there too. The Broken Isle, I mean, the Broken Shore Assault, when we rebuild on that, that's a whole other hub of them as well. So they, they keep rolling forward the game, which I think is a much better philosophy because back in like ICC days, like once those three new dungeons came out, every other dungeon was shit. Mm -hmm. You There's only a walk, ran a walk over. right? So, but I think it's nice that they, they're rolling it all forward with you. So even if you join the expansion late or you make a new alt like a year in, everything is still relevant. Yeah, it's not talked about enough. Is that they do when they do release big content patches like ICC, for example, and it came mm -hmm. with three dungeons a new raid. Then that becomes kind of like the only content in the whole expansion because yeah. it's it's yeah. killed everything else. And it, you can never be as fast as that because you're only up to the speed of the current sort of patch cycle that you're in right. because everything else is worthless at that point. Um, and this Legion has been a big step to saying, let's we can now have the technology, we now have the power to make sure that something we created on day one can last into the last patch we put out and still be relevant. 
Yeah. And now at the end of Legion, we're going to be looking at what, 10, 12 dungeons, perhaps? You know, you don't know where it's going to finish up, where instead of saying there's three, because all the others are a waste of time and nobody goes there, the queues take forever, blah, 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 blah. And now there's just going to be a whole wealth of content by the end of it. Um, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's so cool right now. Yeah. Honestly, it is. And that's why Absolutely. I kept telling the devs, it's like you're riding such a wave right now where you're just sailing because you, you're just making fun stuff. And I think the scaling technology is one of the biggest backers of that mm -hmm. in making sure that nothing becomes useless. Sorry, mate. When you said we have the technology, we have the we power. We can rebuild him. Yeah. I thought of it, and then I thought, man, you <laughs> got it. And then someone in the chat put it. It's like, you, yeah. you can't believe you even glossed over that ass. It's, it's a huge... I had a little topic here to go into that was called the content wall of Legion and Beyond, where I want to talk to you guys about like your your plans for your channels and your shows and whatnot. Um, I'm gonna push that till afterwards because I think we kind of like weave that in because we've obviously gone over the fact of how how much there is to do in the game now, which of course is on on us and on on you all to to whatever you want to create outside of that in your your YouTube and your Twitch and your channels or whatever is up to you. Novel undertaking to do every class campaign and every artifact weapon, every story and every story of every zone, all that stuff. That, that's, that's on you, you crazy. Mm -hmm. But that's... Well, does Novel feel like there's not a lot to do in Legion? Was that what you were saying? Well, that's, that's what I was getting at. No, like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, not at all. Um, okay. I was just wondering, since you mentioned there is so much to do, I was just wondering uh, if that so much to do is just not a, a repeat of a, a couple of small things to do. Mm. But for me, uh, there's plenty to do in the game. I'm not disappointed at all. Well, they've done something very smart that's really subtle in a way, which some people think this is, like, cheesy. But take Trial of Valor, the actual dungeon, when you five-man it and you fight Odin. But then now there's the the trial, the trial, well, Halls of Valor, I mean, the Trial of Valor, the raid, where you fight Odin in a raid setting. So they're sort of, they're reusing assets to make something totally different. Same thing with Helia, same thing with some of the world quest areas for like the artifact quests are part of just in the actual game space itself, like world quests, stuff like that too. So they've, they've found a way to reuse like building blocks and like take them apart and then rebuild them to something else. But it's still totally different experience when you do that. I just looked at, what do you... What is happening with Kelsey? Putting Don't on. ask. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry. He feels like he smells. I put my arm up and I realized, Jesus Christ, you stink. So I have to get oh. some Dio. I tried to do it discreetly. It's for my benefit and nobody else's. That was it's it. It's fine. It's fine. Glad you got it, mate. But it's... Sorry, pal. Sorry. I derailed you there. I think... No, I think it's an incredibly smart thing that... I mean, even, again, Arcway and Court of Stars, like, they exist in the world. Like, you can go to the Arcway or go to the Core of Stars in the open world, but then when you go to the dungeon version, it's different. It's a dungeon. There's invisible walls and there's bosses with that, but it's still the it's the same architecture, the same environment. But they, it, they're they so good that they're multi-purposable. And no other expansion has done that. Where, like, they'll build something for multiple things. Yep. And that saves them time. It gives them to make more stuff. So... Yeah, it's it's absololly bonkers. But my, my point was oh sorry, cool. Oh my point was that like because so much stuff is in the game, it then makes us as content nerds overwhelmed with stuff to make outside of the game. And more mm -hmm. so than I would say any other expansion up to this point. Yeah, you it can is, really uh, I I regret the decision of saying I will do everything. Uh, I did not <laughs> expect to um, get not only, like, I've just finished up recording all the artifacts and order hall campaigns, only to see it now at BlizzCon already announced, oh yeah, the next chapter's coming up. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do it all over again. 
Like, oh no, I'm not even finished the first one yet. Ah! But I love it. Like, it, you know, it's it's such a refreshing uh, expansion after um, what we just encountered. And I think it's the most that they've ever done in an expansion, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yep. There is certain story. I mean, this was the first expansion where I decided not to do everything. I'm actually quite happy I made that choice. I'm not, mate. <laughs> I'm quite happy I made that choice. I decided I was stopping doing the guides this expansion, which... Um, has freed me up no end. It was actually a very exciting experience. Except for, uh, I wanted to get Nobbles' take on this as well, because we haven't had a chance to really talk recently, just off messages, um, is Surama. I was hoping they'd mention something about Surama. Mm-hmm. I, and I really want to see where that zone's going, and they didn't even mention it. And I know something's going to happen there. I mean, Nighthold's coming. I mean, we were talking about, is All it geographically yeah. going to change? Are they going to retake the city? And are they actually going to do something for the first time really in a while where the actual environment will change over time? Uh, because it feels like that's the way it's going in Suramar, that by the end of the expansion, they'll either retake in the city and it'll be, um, you know, it'll be I a I mean, do you want it spoiled as place. to where the story's going to go? Or Oh, do you know? Yeah. Oh. I mean, we only know. How do you know? How do you how know? Do, how do you know I don't want to know. I want to know how you know. Um... All I mean, qu- to your question, like, what are we going to do with Sudamar? That is unanswered, but the, the story progression as to uh, what we're going to do next, the steps and all that, those are available, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, then I won't oh. ask that question here. Say Sudamar again, though. Yeah. Sudamar. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, my, my American doesn't say it as pretty as your... Your Dutch, yeah. Suramar. How you imagine a cat says it? Yeah, we'll its we'll leave that subject. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the this before I want I gotta take the mid-show break and plug all your your stuff. But like the Suramar campaign right now, like, is so good. Like I'm scared to do it each week because the first week of it, you know, two weeks ago, the first one, the fields, man, you were with those characters for so long, and the original grind on your first character in Suramar took hours and hours and hours, and then. The week one of the new campaign, you're like, did that just happen? <laughs> and this last one, where you saved a character, like, you're like, fart, yeah. It's hard to talk about, though. Yeah. We're not going to go yeah. with spoilers. It's hard yeah, to talk exactly. about. Let's just all say, praise the apple. Praise the fruit. <laughs> they praise the fruit. The fruit that binds us. Yeah, that is very, very true. Yeah. But um, we'll come back. Um, uh, I'm going to blab about some stuff and plug your guys' channels real quick if you guys want to take a little mid-show break arena here because I... We have questions, of course, and we'll take more questions from, from chat. And, and I had some questions that were submitted uh, pre the show starting. So just so you all are aware, of course, there is... I'm going to grab the link right now, actually, because I, as I do it live and I forgot to have this up. And because I want to bring it up in chat, there is a gigantic resource... For everything that I do here. And not only for what I do personally or on the live stream, but the show and the extra stuff that I put together. The channel guide is massive. It also has all the Discord links to the different Discord channels. A whole bunch of my friends and favorited stuff like this all on the side here, which is resources that I uh, approve of. Of course, most of what's done here. But the, the tabs in the very bottom, uh, this will eventually be filled in, of course. This is the season three of the show. The Warlock show has already happened, of course. The Rogue show, different parts and pieces. The World First interview with Exorcist. Like, these are all available for you all here. Um, of course, the Nobelin Preach and Ghost show right now with the BlizzCon special. But then there's, of course, the coverage I just did with BlizzCon. Like, this this Google document guide, if you didn't know about it, it's got all more stuff. You can go back. Where was it? You can go back to the uh, the the Legion's pre-BlizzCon last year special. Like, it's it's here from last year, too. See, they're right here again, episode 107, over a year ago now. Well, ish. 
So those are all right there for you in the, the channel guide. I put together this thing. It's got some some kinks in it that I want to work out. But if you're looking for a whole bunch of resources, either for, for the stuff that I've created or for anything else, please give that a looky-loo if you need to. And of course, if those are going above and beyond that are helping me out with supporting the show right now, holy crap, the resub train in chat right now. But I also have a Patreon page, which goes to support the keeping the show running, doing live streams. Uh, there will be a huge Patreon rework coming up soon that'll have different reward tier benefits. Like I, I, when you make a Patreon like a year later, you're like, I'm going to rebuild this. Um, there are some micro interview specials that I'm planning on in the future, or I, I hope to... With the spec interviews, of course, we have rogues, uh, we have mages next week, and the hunters after that. There is a thing that I, I I get asked a lot is that on the show we never really can go into like openers or like really tiny things or like tips and tricks for like per boss per boss encounter, like these little things, right? So I want to have like small interviews, like a one on one, and make like micro episodes. I tease this at BlizzCon to those that bumped into me there. But that's one thing I really want to make. So if you, you know, always wonder, like, how does a subtlety rogue open on a boss fight? Like, those are things I want to answer going forward. So those are things that I'm working towards in the future. But then, of course, enough about my nonsense. Please make sure you go check out all the delicious stuff made by these gentlemen. Of course, Novel is on Twitter at Novel87. And he's, he's funny. He's like, I'm going to cover everything. So he's got all the different artifact lore coming out. Actually, where's his playlist right now? Let's go to this playlist in lore videos. So of course coming out with all the different lore videos and we're gonna scroll down a little bit more here. Let's we're, we're still going. Oh we could load more. Uh we could load okay we're going. Alright we're still going. So you can go check all this stuff at novel87 on YouTube and then preach preach and the exploits of, of Ghost do all their nonsense with their the preach gaming show of course over on Preach Gaming on YouTube as well. And, uh, this is the, the, this video right here by Preacher Ghost is so good. Just, if you want more of, of them freaking out about BlizzCon, this video right here is a, is a good listen. So go check them out, of course, both on YouTube. Their information has been popping up on the stream during this as well, the links. And, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll down in the video description box below. Will be all of their socials and all their pokeables, so you can check them out online, of course. And, uh, let me unmute real quick here. Um, okay. They're still AFK, and Novel is in the dark. Oh. Hi. <laughs> I wanted to... Well, Ghost, you can answer this real quick while Preacher is AFK for the moment. Um, if you don't mind. You guys are working on, like, a whole bunch of new streaming stuff starting soon, and, like, VR and crap? What is this nonsense? Yeah, basically we got the stream PC, Streamzilla. It's still being um, set up. We're still tweaking and fine-tuning things because it's like this beast is mm -hmm. handling all our streams so we can locally record through our recording software and not have the brunt of live streaming. But because we're doing that much footage in all kinds of games and obviously Warcraft as well, we wanted mm. to do it to make it a little bit more fun and interactive so that we could do it streaming with the people who obviously enjoy the content. So, yeah, so that's coming from Monday, I believe. And um, Mike is going to be doing it from 8.30 a.m. GMT. So that'd be good. It's like a real job job. If you're having, like, that early of a wake-up time, it's not a normal schedule for us WoW players. Oh, dude! 8.32? 
I have what to time? be here every morning at 8 a.m. and then bang straight into work. Like, I've, I've not done this long. <laughs> like, this is what I'm doing here is longer hours than the job that I've come from. But obviously, with it being what it is, it's right. so much more fun. So you can't complain at that. So, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to it, especially. No, that's that's awesome. And uh, oh, I wanted to catch you drinking your giant mug of tea, but okay, we, we met, there it is, there it oh. is. <laughs> oh, there he is. There it is. It's not. It's a measuring jug, you classy, classy man. Yeah, it is. Look, I don't see the problem. I mean, it holds the liquid and it takes it to my mouth. That's all it needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> I could say something else does that as well, Noble, but I can't do that right now on this oh, no. family-friendly show. There are children listening. Okay. There are. Hey there, buddy. Come on. But and then Mark to go out. over to so Noble, you have do you have like a mm -hmm. you you tweet these sometimes? I'm kind of pulling on the spot to ask this real quick. So I, I want a tweet that has like a list of all the videos you plan to make. Do you have one of those that you could like just send out sometime? Because you have you you post sometimes you post like your big pictures of your scripts you've made like a video, but you have so many oh. artifacts left and so many class campaigns left. Want to know my schedule or? Uh... <laughs> Do you have a? I'm just curious. Like, how far in advance is your your workload? Um, my workload in advance. Like, I don't really work with schedules. Uh, at sure. the start of the month, I um I look at what stories I want to tell, mm -hmm. and uh, like the, the the Let's Play episodes are pre-recorded and mm -hmm. they are just set to go till the end of the year. Uh, at the start of the month, I count all the Hearthstone votes and I decide from those votes uh, what Hearthstone videos I need to make. So I make a list of those, like four or five each month, uh, yeah. every Friday. And then um, right now I'm hauling ass to, on a Monday, I do like a 15 to 30 minute video, sometimes more, on a main story. It can be an Order Hall campaign, can be a Return to Karazhan, as it's going to be tonight. And then what I try to do is two artifacts a week, because I don't want to spend next year, like half next year, to go... Um, through all the artifacts and then see the next chapter right away. So I want to get those done. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to connect those artifacts either to the Monday video or to what we did the previous week or to the Hearthstone video. Now, what I still need to do is um, a lot. I, I still have like side quests in the zones, like side stories in each zone that I need to cover. I got about 3, 6, 9, 12, 14, like a whole lot of artifacts still to do. But we're getting Slacker, there man. eventually. Yeah, I know, man. Slacker. But, well, I had uh, to do that in a, less than a month. Previous expansions. Like I was looking at. You used what did to you have do less than a month. What? Yeah, uh, fucking crazy, man. <laughs> I'll go through all the classes and all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did that yeah. too. Like I did. Yeah, I did every. I did every artifact video in beta, and then two passes on everything. Oh, so no, I. Man. Oh, it was it was an experience. Well, I'm only. Oh, gonna, yeah. uh, what I overlook myself on is uh, the amount of work that actually goes into after recording. I thought that recording and leveling was going to be the major parts. Mm. Uh, but when you level up your artifacts, <laughs> you unlock these documents that tell extra story behind it. Yep. And that gets incorporated into the videos as well. So instead of my regular once a week video that I made, I now do three a week, if not more. So Yeah, that's what I was yeah. saying. Because you have it's to. It's insane. Because there's... Yeah. Uh, otherwise it won't get done. <laughs> it's going to get pushing. There's 36 artifacts. 12 class campaigns. There's already 48 videos right there. And if you did one a week, that's that'll two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's no, ridiculous. What? How many weeks do in a year? <laughs> Don't ask me that on stream, dude. 36. 50, 52. 52, mate. Yeah. 48 videos. That's not two years. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> America. But Science, America. America has the freedom to choose how many years. <laughs> So I Collected guess. Collected by the idiot, mate. <laughs> so here, 
Here's some questions. Oh, your goggles are on now. Now it's a real show. Um, so I had some questions. I'll bounce back and forth between chat and the submitted ones. Uh, as I said before, on the channel guide, there's a link to join uh, the Final Boss TV Discord. That's how you can get in touch with me now to put questions into show notes. So, and those, and people on Patreon can see the show notes and follow along. But, so Zool, one of my subs, Zool Scrubs, asked, and this can go back to, to, to Preacher and, and Ghosty too, but it's a lore question. So how do you feel about the storytelling in Legion from the zones to the overarching story and scene for the future patches? So, like, the Nightmare stuff, and then Trial of Valor, and then Nighthold, and then something, and then Tomb of Sargeras, and something else, and then Argus, like... Is it their best storytelling expansion so far? Like, from your perspective, comparing it uh, is. Okay, I want to hear Preacher first on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Preacher first. Okay, go for it. I'll be honest. Legion is the only expansion where I cared about the story. I thought it was really good, and because oh. it was more adult, and I actually took notice, Ooh. especially when they went down the crack addict road. I was so surprised <laughs> when they gave you crack as a toy. Runus, never forget me. Twenty sixteen. <laughs> so but, done. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, as always with WoW, there's some stories I really like, and there's some stories that I just, they're really overly cliche, that I don't like them that much, so, especially old school stuff, like Val Shara, I think is a great zone, but I don't really like the story too much, um, Suramar has just blew me away on the beta, in fact, I made a video gushing so hard about Suramar, um, and then sadly had to burn through it on live, because I need to get in the dungeons, mm -hmm. and, um, Azuna was really sad as well. It was a really, you know, the sad story of the prince. I mean, that was really horrible. Mm -hmm. um, but I enjoyed it from that perspective. Not in like the ha 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 lol at him, but the, the fact that it was, you know, it was a it was a good story. Um, Stormheim I wasn't a fan of. I didn't really like that. Uh, but other than that, so for me, story-wise, been fantastic. And as I said earlier, I can't wait to see what happens with Surama. I really want to know, not just the end of this patch cycle, where are we at the end of the expansion with Surama? Where's that yeah. going? I really want because I, I, I'm generally hoping that they finally allow us to do something which changes the world properly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Usually, we don't see that in WoW. We really don't see actual the world change because of things we've done. We, you're well, always Eternal Blossoms was pretty damn changed. That's like the it's one just, thing just I was just like. You'll yeah. do something huge, and then you, it's like um, Skyrim. Is you'll become like the God Emperor of the Universe, and still somebody's like <laughs> fetch my bucket, you know, and nothing really <laughs> changes. And yeah, I, I yeah, feel yeah. like WoW could get into that realm sometimes and I, I think someone might break away from that and say you're actually having a physical effect on the world that alters things i mean it was nice uh, even mm -hmm. if wad got me excited because they referred to you as commander and stuff mm. like that uh, i thought that was cool so i'm hoping to see them really expand on that and i think legion might be the one way they do that so i'm ex i'm genuinely excited to see where the story goes in several areas well but illidan mate not too much of a fan of the illidan story no i liked playing it um, but, yeah but this, the illidan story is it's so cheesy. It's just so cheesy. I know, I know, I know, I know. What are you doing? What are you doing? I can't wait for that next piece of it. Like the whole, what's going to happen? Where is he, mate? Where's he going to pop up again? I don't care. I'm so excited for that. I can't even tell you how excited yeah. I am. I know, I know. I know it's, it's, I know it's something the community loves, but for me personally, I've just oh, never been a fan of that story. Big wings, mate. Have you seen the uh, Datamine Cinematic, Ghosty? No. no, I did not. Oh. Don't. I did not you watch it. Splooge on the wall. No. Mm -mm. Don't do it. Wait till it no. happens. I I cannot bring up where and when all this stuff and and what I know about this, but the 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 series of events that went into the data mining of that uh, end of Nighthold video is like really bad from like a community is that standpoint. What that Sorry, I mean, it was video at the end of Nighthold. Yeah. So Wowhead obviously yeah, pulled it down, 
but it's already been mirrored, so you can go watch it. <laughs> but Game that over. was not supposed to be found. No. Well, I mean, it's up for debate if it was supposed to be found or not, but mm -mm. it was... Um, yeah, it, it, they pulled it back, and then Blizzard started to do copyright strikes on the cinematic as well, on the YouTube, which you normally don't do. Yeah. Uh, so it's not something they wanted out there, but you know, it's the internet. Once the genie's out of the bottle... I can now no longer look at Twitter until Nighthold's finished. Sure, uh, yeah, just ignore it. Oh, yeah, easy. Have you not seen it <laughs> I mean, no. we already, in a way, though, Preacher, we've already been spoiled, because like I, I can bring it up on screen right now real quick here with Ian. He was like, you know, is this the end? Is, is this the end? No, nope. Argus. Matt. I actually thought that was the end of the presentation. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, he's finished. I mean, <laughs> no, I awesome. mean, he's already shown us that we're going to Argus, and Argus is not an expansion, it is just patch 7.3. We are getting patched in a planet <laughs> in, in Legion. <laughs> so, like, that's... I think that's what he said as well, isn't it? We're going to patch in a planet. And the next yeah. announcement is that they've actually bought the rights to No Man's Sky and are adding it into the <laughs> 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 Only cost them about four dollars, right? About four bucks. <laughs> wow. But, but I mean, so Noble, I guess on that point, from you, you've done so much story now since really Wrath. What do you feel? Yeah. How is Legion um, playing the story in the game? Uh, the way that they are presented the story is out of this world. Uh, there is more more voice acting than ever. The cinematics mm. are just improving every single time. There is music. There were outside comics, the Harbinger episodes, the uh, accompanying novels. The way that the story presented can even get someone like Preacher interested in what's going on. That just tells you uh, they are doing a fantastic job of actually presenting it and telling it. Yeah. The story itself, um, there are definitely some highlights for me. Um, when you talk about cliche, and I talked about this with Jesse and Ross as well, um, Blizzard is really good at telling micro stories, but on an overarching story, it's a little bit difficult for them. Uh, each expansion, you almost got to see the story on its own, and it's very difficult to see the global picture. Um, where the story is going to go, without really telling it, some people already mentioned like uh, Illa Carrigan. Yeah. Um, there are some things that might be ahead, and Ghosty, I can see the, the fear on your face. Uh, mm -hmm. You've not read the Illidan novel yet, Ghosty? I've not finished it, it, mate. I took it to America, but yeah. I've not finished it yet. The Illidan novel has been out for a while now. Uh, finish it, and especially the whole Naru questline that we've seen in-game. Like, um, Illidan... People always wanted Illidan back, but they wanted Illidan as we knew him. This badass, this, this not this guy that always does the... Uh, that is the, the uber hero, but this badass, right? The redemption, mate. The misunderstood yeah, Illidan. The edgy Illidan. Oh, misunderstood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember, heroes, you killed <laughs> Illidan, but that was very naughty. You should not have killed you Illidan. You shouldn't have done it. You were the bad oh, guys. I killed the off. shit out of Illidan. He absorbed <laughs> all... If you've it. done that questline where he absorbs all the Moonguard and is like, oh, yeah, yeah, we should forgive this guy. He's not bad. And then when you look at the Scenarius questline where Scenarius sends him away, Instead of, uh, as the original story was told, where Illidan was just not a druid. It was just not meant for him. Yeah. They are trying to make him look better than he was. And for me, Illidan was perfectly fine at the way that he was. This he can canon. come back. Sorry? This is not canon. Hand yeah. shot first. Wow. There yeah, you go. It's, I hope... No, it's I, see where just, I, wanted to see... I was a fan of the story. That would really upset me. It's like, that's not how it went down. Yeah. Yeah, and I would like to see Illidan come back with fucking a rock band in the background and be like, I'm back, bitch. It's time to do this. 
but not this this yeah. holy angel look at me i'm such a good guy and you were the wrong ones that's not necessary no, he's not that though he's not the holy angel look at me he's the guy you can see where i'm trying to go with this don't read the story right. read the he's, story he's, he's, he's read the, the final page you say you'll right. see it it's so, kerrigan from starcraft all yeah. over again he yeah. sees the end game even if he has to get his hands dirty to get there he's he literally mate. been described <laughs> as an angel flying over the battlefield with a halo above his head he is not yeah so what if he is so what if he is just a dark halo he's not pr in kissing babies He's taking power from his own allies to beat the shit out of the enemy. He That's what he does. The holy power, not Great the demonic good. power. Great, good. <laughs> he is not the light wielder. He Stop is fucking it. Illidan, not with a you halo. Are fallen. You are fallen, Go love Marvel. your Illidan. Go love him. You've fallen. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it's why I don't care. <laughs> Man, no, I need to get. I need. mechanics. I need an Guam 2.0. I need an animator to animate segments from my podcast because that section right there <laughs> needs to be animated. That can we get? Anyone want to animate for me, like with like Cox and Crendel? Or come on, let's animate that that minute and a half of fighting right there. We need that happening. Um, novel so triggered. No way. Triggered. Triggered. No, um, but uh, seriously, without doing the whole over the top thing. Um, I, I think when people asked them so many years ago, I think it was like BlizzCon 2008 to bring Illidan back. I think they wanted Illidan back and not something mm -hmm. that was holier than thou. And I'm hoping, I'm reserving judgment until we've actually seen it in-game. I'm hoping that they're not going to push it too far, like they've done with Kerrigan in StarCraft 2. I'm hoping that we're actually getting an Illidan redemption story and not an Illidan that was never Illidan. We'll have to see, because Blizzard has the same, they do this, this, like, this is their arc in like almost all their games. Like, Big Bad comes up, you know, like, Vegeta character comes in, can't do it, like, Redeemed falls, comes back, beats them, like, you know, the, I mean, Kerrigan literally dies, like, four times <laughs> in the overall story of StarCraft, and she ends up as this, like, holy Zelnaga construct, and she wins the day by her hand lasers. Um, holy laser, mate, don't forget, yeah. holy laser, and then shows up in the bar, are you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, basically. Well, I mean, I would have gone too. Would you have not gone? I would have gone. The final screen. You're not going to play it. I know I'm not, but still, spoilers. <laughs> oh, you haven't. Sorry, you haven't so you haven't even played all of Legacy of the Void yet. So you even know the correlation. I, I, I played the Nova. It was for fans. I've not played anything of StarCraft. I, my mm -hmm. idiocy can only carry me so far. When it comes to strategy, <laughs> no chance. No chance. I mean, even That's I was able to good. finish it. Come on now. I know, and this is Noble we're talking about here. Have you seen how he plays RTSs? I'm giving him a leg up. Thanks. I'm giving him a leg up. I know he's not very good at a game, so I thought I'd give him a leg <laughs> up. Oh! <laughs> wow. Um, just to burn you around there now. So here's a general question to follow up on for, the, for all of you. Were there anything you saw from BlizzCon on their other games that made you excited to revisit or try out them instead? Obviously not StarCraft from Ghosty's perspective. But like, what was like your favorite bit from BlizzCon that wasn't World of Warcraft related? Noble, you first. Uh, um, oh, uh, some, not Sumetra. Oh, shit, I forgot her name. Sombra. Sombra, Sombra thank you. Um, <laughs> so triggered. <laughs> thank you. That was the, the main one that really got me like, oh, I want to play Overwatch again. And then I played two matches and I faced off against uh, Mr. Turret Guy Bastion. And I was like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> I don't have to play anymore. <laughs> oh, no. But I will be playing once he gets into the game. I just want to see Sombra and I want to see how the whole hacking system works. Mm. Um, mm. I've seen a little bit of gameplay where she rushes around the battlefield all stealth-like. Oh, it looks so cool. So I want to play her. That's really cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It started with an S, okay? So Metro Sombra, it's the same, <laughs> almost the same thing. We're going to get the boop wall coming up here in a minute. Yeah, um, what about, <laughs> so this is sort of, there was a, a, a roundabout question to this later, but I mean, what do you think, Ghosty? I, I'm, I didn't want to bring up the mounts and trigger you earlier. I'm sorry that Demon Hunters are getting a stupid bat as their class mount, but I mean, I know. See, no! I thought yeah. we'd gone past it. I thought he's yeah. got it. No, okay. But, but what, no, what did you what, other IPs though? What, what else are you thinking? You said at Hearthstone, you were really excited for yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, I'm, like I'm, I'm excited for anything to do with Overwatch. That's because I'm a. We've started Overwatch at ground level, so like I can relate to the lore like without having to go back. So I love everything they can give out. So I'm excited for Sombra and to play Sombra and see how the story itself progresses. But yeah, man, Hearthstone, I eat it up. Not just like for the for the expansions when they come out, play them, and then it's just like, eh, I'll play it again when I take a dump or something. <laughs> but I just enjoy playing it. Like, every every time that a new expansion comes out, obviously they now retire an older expansion, and it changes everything in the game. Every class, every deck, every hand, and I'm really excited for the, like what I said earlier, the tri-spec cards as well. So yeah, mm. Hearthstone. Pretty sure How about you, feel, you? By the way, oh. um... Sorry, how do you feel about um, a single-player campaign for Overwatch where they actually dive into the background of the characters and more in the story arc Absolutely. instead of doing it outside sources, yeah? That's like, I'd that's love like to see that as well. Imagine, look at it like this. Let's, let's compare it to like Battlef uh, Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield. Yeah. Battlefield's campaign is very, very short, but it's so good, and it tells you everything that you need to know. Imagine that for Overwatch. They tried that with Titanfall 1, remember? Didn't really pay off. No, Titanfall 1's campaign good. was always multiplayer. Oh, yeah, it's it was, just they disguised it as a campaign. Titanfall 2 actually is a campaign. I've heard it's very good. It does, yeah. yeah but imagine that, it. though. Imagine, like like someone in the chat said, that the, the story of, of Reyes, when he's actually fighting with Morrison, and the whole process of him turning into Reaper, maybe that'll give you some more lore insight to all the speculation that people have got of the other characters. Like, I yeah. can eat every bit morsel of lore from Overwatch. Yeah, but that'd be so cool. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I think if I ever wanted to do Overwatch lore stories, if they ever do single player, there will be um, there will be definitely uh, incentives to do so. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What about you, Preacher? Um, we tried out the StarCraft Two Nova Court missions in the media room. That was okay. Um, I think for me, the only thing that made me want to play a different Blizzard game at the moment, because I'm kind of done with Hearthstone now, was the Ragnaros in Heroes of the Storm. That just looked like oh, yeah. so good. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, the Heroes of the Storm. I mean, Heroes of the Storm is, you know, it's Heroes of the Storm. It's not it's not exactly blowing the uh, banking competitiveness, but it just looked like a lot of silly fun. Yeah. And Ragnaros seems to be really take they seem to be embracing that now instead of trying to force it into like an esports thing. Um and I was I was more than happy that I might check that out as well, because that looks really cool. When he he turned into the tower and he got yeah, huge, he and then he, he sent that lava wave down the aisle and like killed a lot of people. I was like, that looks just like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was the only other one, really. And nothing about Diablo maybe wanted to play again. Nah. Overwatch, I never really had time to get into, and with our changes coming literally tomorrow, I'm not going to get time to do that. So Heroes of the Storm is something I may be able to drop in and drop out of and have fun with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as we bring up Ragnaros, I'm going to spam final final sulf, the Sulfur and Hammer in chat, because, yeah, like, I get to play, I mean, my whole moniker, like, my whole, like, my, my not my, my icons, my, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like the the logo work, like the whole you know orange and blue, right? Arthas and Ragnaros forever on my show. I probably get to play as Ragnaros. There you go. And yeah. Arthas, but Arthas is like nowhere near as cool as Ragnaros near the store. Let's be real. So like that's yeah, mascot, uh, Varian, something like that. Well, I mean, yeah. Varian's also pretty cool. I ta I interviewed MF Pally time at BlizzCon. He's in day one of my uh, base takes, but um. 
yeah, he's scary, but he's gonna be like a, a must pick because he can be a tank or a yeah. burst DPS or like. We would a... say that as well. Yeah, absolutely. He can literally yeah. be one of the maybe the only one that can adapt to every single game type and conflict. Yeah, which yeah is for cool. sure. That looks really cool. Um, I'll, I'll make sure I don't skip chat questions. I have, I have more, of course, in the show notes, but um, uh, this question came up a little earlier. I don't know, preacher, if you want to. LFR now, for when Nighthold comes out, of course, in the future, LFR and WoW will have the LFR drops tier sets now again. Obviously, weaker versions, yep. but still tier again. So, well, does, do you think that makes a cause that like LFR is not going away? I mean, but we both support LFR. I don't think so. LFR should go away. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, I think... The only time that set bonuses were ever a problem, as I remember, and you could probably confirm this, was Dragon Soul, because the tanking ones were overpowered, and that was it. Oh yeah, like, what, you difference, had to... what difference does it make if somebody has a set bonus? I don't, I don't, I, I never get the issue with LFR. Yeah, there's no force, especially now. There's really no reason to run it. If you're running for augment runes, that time is better spent just buying. Well, well, running for augment runes now isn't as lucrative because they're so cheap. But you still run mm -hmm. LFR because that's still more bosses you can kill that have a chance to give you a legendary. Though that's the nope, only hope that's you've given up. <laughs> Okay, never mind. I'm not doing it. I'm not playing the legendary game. I'm not doing it. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair. I've got two bad ones and one I can't equip. I'm done Same. With it. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so do I'm it... not doing LFR for legendaries now. <laughs> Noble, one of my subs named Duism would like you, if you could, do your uh, Rafam impression. Pass. Oh, no! Pass! <laughs> Wrecked! Aww. <laughs> He, he can become one of my subscribers, then I'll do it. Oh, okay. He might be subbed to both. Jeez, mate. Who? I mean, he could no, be subbed to both. That. I don't know. But I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I saw it in the show notes, but I don't have a Rafam impression. I, I don't believe I've ever done Rafam. Just say Rafam again. That's good enough for me. Rafam. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um. So Naraki had three questions, even though Nobel's question sort of rolled into what I asked earlier. So, um,. Uh, I had a question that was, do you think, for Preacher, do you think they should have spoken more about spec balance at BlizzCon? They didn't really talk about spec balance. They stopped, They talked about rework, which I think was a better way to go about it. Right. Uh, which is, I mean, what was the reaction like for everybody when they said, we made a mistake with the pruning and some stuff's coming back? I was like, thank you. Yeah. So much. So traps are coming back. We've got AoE stealth coming back. What are they giving us back? What are they giving you? Everybody's asking, what are we getting back? Are we getting Tremor Totem back? I'm sure you'd be happy about that, babe. Um, it's just all the, I'll be getting Leap of Faith back for all the pre-specs. All this stuff got me so excited because that's more interesting to me than trying to get everybody to the right. It's Everyone wants to be like either equal or overpowered, and it's, it's tiresome because it's not possible without making the classes boring. Mm -hmm. But... Um, they talked about talents that are just flat out mandatory. So as a fire mage, I have a couple that are like that. It's like, there is no way I'm not going to take these. Yep. So what they could do now is say, well, we should be either giving you that baseline or that talent shouldn't work that way because that's not the idea behind them. Uh, you shouldn't be looking at, what is it, 30 talents, something like that, mm. and saying, well, I actually have like nine and that's it. And that's what I wanted to hear. I don't care about whether or not Lava Burst does 5% more damage. I mean, I got nerfed recently, but it's not a big deal. I mean, I'm still fine. As long as nothing's in the dirt, like elemental and stuff, that's the balancing I care about. So nothing should be useless. Um, but what they really talked about was class reworking and saying we need to bring some stuff back and mm -hmm. we need to look at specs that just flat out aren't changing in any way on fight to fight, which isn't the way it's supposed to be, and fixing that. 
That's what I wanted to hear. I didn't want to hear more about bouncing. They know the specs that are not performing, and they can tweak that overnight. I wish they'd do it faster, sure. But um, what I wanted to hear about was what they actually said, which is, we know this yeah. is boring. I shouldn't look at Flame On, for example, as a fire mage and think, well, that's my choice. I think yeah, they... you want the variety. I mean, they would, no, I want to be able to think about my talents. That's the whole point of the system, is I'm supposed to go, what does this fight ask of me? And then say, okay, I can rework my character this way. That's miles more interesting than I go in with a cookie cutter spec and I don't, and I either take Living Bomb or I don't, and that's about it. They didn't know at the time at BlizzCon, but obviously on the Q&A just the other day on Friday, they talked more about that they have a lot in the works because that's, that's 7.15. And of course, we're going to get to PTR. Of course, we're sitting here on this Sunday. PTR could be up tomorrow. And then we'll see all these week. things. Yeah, this week, for sure. So we'll definitely see that in the future because when I bumped into Ian, it didn't make it sound like, like chat's talking about S2M. S2M is not going to go anywhere. They just need to make your other Shadow Priest talents in that tier, not garbage fires. Yeah, so, the Shadow Priest and our guild have already prepared their alts for rerolling because... <laughs> oh, no! I'm, I'm serious. They, cause, because Serenity Madness is a lot of fun. Yeah, sure. And and it's the reason... I mean, I remember when it came out in the alpha or the beta or whenever we first got it, and I just was like, this thing is amazing. I can't wait till something horrible happens to it because it is so incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. But great at the same time. It's yeah. one of the most, if not the most fun ability in the game. Um, but the problem is, of course, that that just ruins the entire tier because they're silly. So uh, there's got to be a way of fixing that and finding the right place while maintaining that gameplay. Right. Um, what they're going to do, I don't know because Serenity Samantis is just ridiculously cool. And I don't think any Shadow Priest really wants to see Serenity Samantis go away, but they'd like the option not to... It's for their other ones not to be garbage in situations where they can't use it. That's mm -hmm. the, what the Shadow Priests I play with and talk to on Skype have been telling me. It's like, we don't want this to go away, but we do want to have the choice every now and again. Mm. But do you think they'll ever find a way to make the talent system both interesting and not that influential or at least uh, that viable that you can actually pick whatever you want. Because what I remember from the talent system is that it's never been a situation where you could just pick whatever. There's always been a talent better than the other ones for your baseline. And if it wasn't mm -hmm. just better for your baseline, it was something trivial, like a speed increase or something like that in well, a different form. You're asking me a question that's not really appropriate for the show because this is like a three-hour conversation that we're getting into. <laughs> it is a little bit of a okay. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Especially if you've stuck with the history of the game, there's a lot of there's a lot of talking points there that you can go into. Mm -hmm. I admire their tenacity to make the talent system interesting. Do I think it's possible? From a purely raiding perspective? No. Not really, no. No, not really. There's always... Because we're always going to pick what's best. There's a reason that my arcane weapon and my frost weapon have a hundred artifact power in them <laughs> because there is no possible reason for me to put any artifact power into those weapons as it is uh, it's not a system i like but that's the way i play world of warcraft um i admire the effort and i think that talents should be less decisive on damage and far more fun and interesting that's what i wanted to see make them not you can make them do all the same damage but even if they had a different effect i'd be fine with that I think that would make it way more interesting. So if um, let me give a silly example, like a really silly example. <clears throat> As a fire mage, I could have an ability that summons a, some sort of fire wave, or it summons a fire dragon. Does the same damage, does pretty much the same thing. But they look very cool, and I'd be interested in making those choices and switching that up. You know what I mean? But doesn't that create a problem where your choices are so nullified that it doesn't matter? That the talent system entirely becomes irrelevant? Because I would say we're already there. Wave... Have been many ways. Yeah. I'd say we're already there. Yeah. Realistically. 
Uh, we've been there for a long time, especially if you're min-maxing. Now, the thing is, we, we've talked about this and actually got a, we did a video on the talent system when they brought in the tomes because it went against this entire idea that Legion was based on the idea of flipping through talents, which is why you could do it freely. And it was very confusing that you can change an entire specialization, but you can't change a talent now uh, without requiring this tome thing. So we were dead against it. What we discovered is a vast majority of the community that came to watch that video, I think we got a few hundred thousand views on that video, had never changed talents ever. They just picked whatever they thought was cool and stuck with it. So for a warrior example, it never respect out of Bladestorm ever because Bladestorm is cool and that's all that mattered. So if that, I don't I have, don't have a great sample size. We have a few hundred thousand people of millions who play this game. But if that is generally what people do, I think they should embrace that a little bit and start thinking in, in ways of making things cool rather than very, very practical. And I, I'd be okay with that, honestly. Mm. I'd be more, more than fine with thinking about whether or not I take a little bit of splash damage here or do I take a bomb? Um, it's not an interesting choice in my mind. It's one or the other. I'd rather have Mark or cool graphical things going on mm. any day. That's funny because I've heard the same uh, feedback. Whereas I, on my Paladin, whenever I soloed back in uh, Keta or Mr. Pandaria, I would actually switch my talents out a lot because single play over solo play was a lot different. And the same happened now in Legion, where there's a couple of abilities that give me more self-healing over uh, the best burst damage, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to other classes, indeed, they, they stick to the same talents and they don't really change it. So I wonder if they should change the entire system, just overhaul it and make it something uh, graphical-wise, like different uh, spell abilities. Transmog spells. Transmog spells, for example. Some of that you can farm as well, and mm -hmm. uh, somebody has like rainbow sparks coming out, <laughs> instead yeah, of I, I, this I, affects my actual gameplay. Yeah. yeah, I've said for years, the big thing that WoW could do to make itself the, the best MMO on the market is proper customizable armor created by players uh, that is mm. where the dream lies for me in the world of warcraft player base is that you visit a blacksmith and he literally you work with him to design your chess piece yeah not just mm. color reskins you know adding adding things like spikes and animations and stuff like that and you get a, you can tailor your own pattern to it and stuff instead of waiting for the devs to create cool transbox stuff you start designing your own Including spells, adding effects to them and stuff like that. Like we did with the legendary ring, yeah. No. <laughs> but that's that's where for me the dream really lies if you could do that. I mean they just they, they need and that that brings back a whole other can of worms to open up again, whereas they're like their character creation engine and character customization in the whole part is still like fifteen years old. Yeah, I mean oh, I can miles out there. I can miles design a better character in Swotor. And that's also a super old engine that came out mm -hmm. soon after WoW did and it's still got a better way to customize and make your character feel Trans more unique. So well, armor's dead now, right? For yeah. the most part, armor is dead. Like anything they create, this is sure, why the, the artifact weapons exist. For the most part, they're dead. Uh, people just wear. I wear tier six on four out of my all my characters mm. because I just prefer it to be the best character. Well, we, Speaking we, of, we touched on that like a while back though. It's like it's almost like the design incentive for the creators of these armors isn't there though anymore. Or maybe it should be, you know, because it's be. still because mm. even though like you, I mean, like generically a paladin who will take judgment. Yeah, I wear judgment on my exactly, paladin. and then yeah. you go through the other tiers. Like for me, through other tiers, I've seen paladin armor. It's like Jesus Christ, it's really nice. It's an upgrade. I'll, I'll wear that, but it's rare for each class. And I just think that you can tell in the tiers where they've actually tried to get you out of that mindset, mm -hmm. stop using what you favor, and just give this a try because mm. it looks cool. And others. Where it's just like, <laughs> fuck it. Oh, sorry. Just give him this. <laughs> that's it. You know yeah, what, what I, I mean? That's what Here's I, your I, stats. I love to be. I th imagine if you, I'm sure that many people would be so much more interested in professions if they was creating something that 
they could see on other people and mm. you'd have, then have the master smiths and stuff like yeah. that. And I think that could apply. To, I, I'm not sure. I'll be as far as I'll be as honest as this. I'm not particularly sure what the talent system helps or defeats anymore, other than that it's an RPG and it should have a talent system. Um, it should be, have gameplay differences. Like um, so, like for Bay with his enhancement, you could choose the different. But you don't though. You all use Rock Fighter, I think, right? Is yeah, it called Rock Bo Fighter? Boulder Fist. Yeah. Boulder Fist. You all use to. that because yeah. you can't because otherwise it's too spammy and you know mm -hmm. it's, and etc. I'm not sure what purpose it serves when there's always going to be a better choice, and it's more difficult to balance as well. Mm -hmm. It makes all these problems, and I'm not sure what we're getting out of it. Where we could, I'd like to modify my fireballs to split into three, like it did with Multi Strike. I'd like to be able to do things like that, and maybe the talent systems for that, maybe a glyph systems for that. I think there's a certain point where you look at the artifact weapons and think that was something Blizzard tried to kill in Mists of Pandaria was exactly what the artifact weapons are. They've been a huge blog post about why they were getting rid of the old talent system. And now they've brought it back and most people are fine with it. So can the new talent system be something different other than trying to balance this never balanceable thing? And it feels like it's never balanceable. There's always a clear winner. Yeah, it's, it's normally though when you like from my perspective again for enhancement before we move on to the next question is that if I, I've killed all heroic nightmare, all mythic nightmare and all heroic trial of valor as the exact same spec, I have not moved yep. my talents as enhancement since the launch of the game. That's same. not good. No, it's not like I should have wanted to take ascendance or wanted to take sundering or wanted to do something else, but I run the exact same talent build since launch. Oh, that's not true. I use Living Bomb on Hellier. So well, I did have to change. One move? I need Living Bomb for <laughs> Mythic Plus, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. So, and some um, men should just bring back the classic talent trees, but from my uh, experience back then was also a look up who was the best yeah. uh, your class and copy what they did and don't They're change already it. They're already back. The we, we already have yeah. them. Yeah. Like, the artifact weapons are picture perfect what the original talent trees were. Mm-hmm. But um, so there's a question that came up, and there's a two question. I'll do back to back here, get some lore stuff moving on here. Is that there was a question in chat that came from um, <laughs> from Ronaldo, of course, uh, asking about a Naga or Old God invasion uh, after we are off to Argus. The the Naga question that before Nobel answers, if like that's going to be a thing or what he thinks about that, is that in the Tomb of Sargeras, which is the tier twenty, the next raid coming after Nighthold. The whole area we enter in is all Naga. And they've already shown us that there is a freaking Naga boss that we're going to be fighting in the Tomb of Sargeras. So there already is some Naga stuff. But yeah, the question was, Nubble, do you think we'll get... Do you think the story is going to lead us into that now that Argus is confirmed that like Old God and Naga stuff happens after Legion? Um, could definitely happen. Redshirt guy actually asked uh, a similar question as to where is the Naga allegiance and how does the Tie Stone of Gorgonef, the one uh, that Ajara wanted, how does that fit in? Yeah. And they were pretty vague about what exactly was going on there. Like, who do the Naga work for? What are they going to do? Like, it's impossible to predict the future. But if we're going to be away from Ezra for a while, then um, Nazoth rising up and the Naga taking over is, is definitely a thing that could happen. Mm -hmm. There are a whole bunch of hints sprinkled here and there of uh, the prison of Nazoth weakening. If you remember the Emerald Nightmare boss, the uh, evil tree starts whispering to you uh, about turning the key and the Raven Lord yep. and uh, five keys to open their way. And then once you finish the Emerald Nightmare, there's this little flower in the cave. And if you're a Shadow Priest, you go there, your weapon starts talking to you and actually starts telling you, like, the prison is weakening and we must prepare. 
So yep. it seems like everything is signing towards Nazov uh, coming out of his cage and that taking over. I would personally love to see the Great Dark Beyond first. I would love to go... Um, like we're going to get Argus, so we're going to get one zone, one planet. I would love to see that expanded and taking like the Army of Light and go to a whole bunch of different planets, um, conquer those from the Legion, and in that time, then come into the expansion where, as we were in the Great Dark Beyond, we were fighting against Legion, we come back home, and then we find like, oh, snap, Nazov and Danaga and everything else has taken over, which could then lead into the other side of Azeroth, Jaina make a return to the story, uh, Teras, Telebeam, maybe Nihilofa, all of that stuff. But who knows, maybe it's it's going to be the next expansion, could definitely be a thing as well. Yeah, you, you bring up that, that one key point in that whole summary there is that there is another half of our planet we have yet to see. Like, we're mm -hmm. only on one. If you took a picture of our planet Earth, of, of Azeroth, we only feel like it's, we know of one half. There's a, another, like, what's on the other side? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a lot. And then a follow-up question. This came from Hina Lover. This is from Discord. Um, this is a big one, but this is, like, a juicy one for your brain. So with us going to Argus, because we just asked you about Argus, right? With the whole army of light, this means that we are finally going to meet up with Terelian. And given that Illyria was on the demon world of Niskara, getting, getting a little but escaped before the Marks Hunters could save her. This is part of the Hunter campaign, right? Or the, the Marks Hunter. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, how likely do you think that we'll actually get a, that Illyria will be part of the army of light and we'll finally catch up with her as well? Like, are they going to give us both of these characters finally? Or. Yeah, pretty certain, uh, <laughs> considering that uh, I believe it was Mr. Pandaria launch party. Chris Madsen said, uh, whatever's coming next will involve Illyria and Trellian. You're going to need them. Mm -hmm. And instead, we got Warlords of Draenor, where there was no Illyria <laughs> and Trellian. Um, and now in Legion, we do see them. I feel like we could connect that, as well as the um, tooltip, like the loading screen. It says nobody has seen Illyria and Trellian. That has been speculate, uh, speculated about for many years now, like what happened to them. Uh, until now, it says these days. So... It, it, like 90% certain that we'll see both of them. Uh, you even got like the little message from, I don't know if that's Paladin only or if that's for everybody, but you could also see this this Superman hologram. I guess that's only Paladin. Ah, huh, spoilers. Uh, but if you play a Paladin <laughs> and you take the um, Light's Heart back into your order hall, you got Arator the Redeemer there, which is the son of Illyrian Trellian, and the device actually lights up and Superman style, he gets a message from his parents like, son, we sent you this message, blah, 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 we're fighting the Legion. All good. So I would say like 90% certain that we're going to see Illyria and uh, Torellian, yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I know you And you know what? I've done those artifact quests. I did 106 artifact quests and never noticed that. Sure. Do you know what? You're sat there like that and I was sat just leading closer and closer to the it's camera. It's the voice, isn't it? It's like, God. It's, not, <laughs> it's the voice. It's the way that he says it as well. Like when he's describing it to you, it's just like... Just feel like he's touching so tenderly. Uh, I'll give you magic. a month's salary to read me bedtime stories. I'm gonna say it done. now. Just let's just do it. Let's just do it. Done. Before I say done, though, how much does preacher pay you? Just get oh, that. Uh, I just pay Kansas Monster. That's true. Done. Oh. Done. Let's be drinking my stein, though. I don't think you can put it in a jug, though, mate. Wow. <laughs> but wow. um, it, I, I can't really spoil what's gonna happen with the whole Sudomar storyline. But just say it's it's a very good setup for uh, Illyrian Trellian. <laughs> Let's get in. your whip. I absolutely need to buy you a whip. Next time you come over here, I'm gonna buy you a whip. I got three of them upstairs. <clears throat> I mean, what? Yeah, I know, but you only brought two last time. Oh, oh he's, he's got them tied together like a. Six. That's because you said be gentle at first. You gotta get yourself in there. <laughs> oh. 
don't know what, what's going on right now. Um, That's because you didn't come to preach con. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I have to go next year. People <laughs> were getting naked apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and I guess you you already talked about Enzoth because you tied it into that other one. Latest was asking about Enzoth, but you already mm-hmm. you brought that at the other question too. Um, this is one. Uh, this is a question for Noble from Blank, but this is a funny one that I think uh, Preacher or Ghosty can talk about. Oh, Jesus H. Um, what are your thoughts on Badan being retconned to be pulled out of the canon? Who's Badan? <laughs> it's the brother of uh, Susan Windrunner. <laughs> Ghosty, your thoughts? That's a perfect I, answer. I, I, I haven't got time to say. I'd like problem. to tell you what I'm going to say, but I'd like to hear Noble's thoughts on it first. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, all jokes aside, I found it shocking. 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 Oh, my God. Susan, yeah? She's not keeping her man in check. No. That's and then just running wild. Yeah, he just, he's out there. And, you know, every every little floozy. <sighs> Noble, your thoughts? I uh, I concur. Sure. Next, Next question. question. Next question. Do it. <laughs> Solid. Uh, so but the whole Madame... No, Madan no longer canon anymore. Oh, um, it's a Badan, like a B-Day. Oh, I read that. I actually read that. He's not canon. I think it was or your those, tweet, actually. Well, Madan is canon, but him being a guardian is not. That's it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He was not exactly. in the movie. He was not no. in the movie. The movie's a different universe. <laughs> what, like, what yeah, Preach, on? why don't you know that? I do know that. Mm. <laughs> now he does. But, um... What do I think about that? Uh, I think yeah. it's um, like a lot of fans wanted it because Medan is so overpowered. Medan can hold like the light and shamanism and druidism and, and magic and whatever. And a lot of fans were like, I don't like Medan. I want to remove from the story. And it's all fine and dandy that they say um, we take him out now and it's no longer canon how it happened in the comics. But they kind of forgot to explain what happened to all the other characters connected to Medan. Like, did Varian still go to the Fedamore meeting? Did his mother still go there? Um, what happened with the Jaina story arc, the Aquin story arc? Did Aquin still sacrifice herself in order to give her son a weapon? Mm-hmm. What happened to Chogal and Kafoon and Corona in, in Cataclysm? Taking out Madan is like taking out a foundation of a whole bunch of different stories, and they need to explain what happened there. Um, so I think retconning Madan in that way creates more problems than that it solves. That's what I was going to say. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, taking Medan was there. Like the only thing that the problem with Medan is the overpoweredness, and that Medivh was no longer the last guardian. That's the main concern. Right. But for story-wise, it didn't have that much influence, right? You don't even know who Medan is because he's never mentioned in the game. So who cares? Yeah. I mean, you and now by taking him out, he affects all the other characters. And you finished Karazhan by now, I hope, right, Noble? So you you've heard the Medivh Cadgar discussion at the very end after you kill Visidum, like that. That almost ties, not only does that tie like the movie and catch the movie storyline up to the game, which again, they're not parallel, but it also catches up all this nonsense about how he got Atiyash and also their crap and like that he actually is the Guardian, but not the same style of Guardian. So he, blah, oh. blah. Hmm? Explain. Are you talking about Ketkar getting uh, Atiyash? Well, like in the, the medieval talking to him about how like he is a Guardian, but not from our perspective. He's not like the one that gets funneled all the power and he soaks no, up all the other juices. But yeah, but he's... So how does how does that explain him getting the weapon then? Well, no, we don't. That's what we that that's the part we don't know about how he got Atish because Medan had it in the comics, but because Medan's no longer a guardian, that means that Cadgar gets it. But he's also 
That's no, what you said. No, it doesn't mean that Kedgar gets it. It means that um, Atiyash never made it into Madan's hands, right. which means that Atiyash was shattered, as mm -hmm. Medivh says in the Karazhan raid. Mm -hmm. uh, once you kill him, he says Atiyash will be shattered. And it simply means that there was nobody there to restore the weapon. Um, mm. So that means that either the adventurers have done it, because Atiyash was available in-game, and then mm -hmm. handed over to Kedgar, which was never explained, or something else needs to be filled in. Did you didn't you get the shards of Atiyash in, in vanilla? Nakramas, yes. Nakramas, yes. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. I know some of these words. <laughs> Atiyash, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Oh, can we? Yeah, can we discuss? Uh, this is this is a passing comment offer in chat saying Medivh is not dead. He's totally dead. But the things you see in Karazhan are shards. He even says, so many shards of me are left here. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he's dead, though. Because uh, Ketkor also asked him to help him out with our war against the Legion. If that was a dead Medivh that was tied to the tower, then why the hell would Ketkar ask him for help? And plus, he has to be alive if he's going to drop shards all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Done! That's the real answer. Are we going to... Are we gonna end on that? I think we might end on that. I don't know. Did you guys oh, see really? anything else? Anything else that came up in <laughs> chat? That. Uh... Well, what do you mean with tying in with the the whole movie lore? By the way. Well, in the movie, when like, jeez, oh, chat's catching up to us. <laughs> in the movie tie-in, of course, you've obviously in the library. The library is basically the same thing in the movie. It's like a recreation of that. So they they've sort of built things that are from the movie now into the game, at least in that regard. But. Um, the conversation, though, because um, I'm I'm sorry, by the way. Um, what? But not necessarily because people mentioned that when I was doing the Karazhan raid as well, they were like, "This is the bath area where you see Medivh in a movie," but it didn't seem like a bath area to me. Hmm. The library bit, and the library has already been established. Together. Yeah, they just want to see that, like they want to sure. make that connection and manifesting it in themselves. It's like, oh, it looks like this, hmm. so that's from the film. I think that's what people are doing. Hmm. They're just trying to make that connection i think it's not i think it's just it's fun and it's a different take on what was an awesome original raid as yep. well and and mm -hmm. in the books there was also a library described in the whole study but i didn't really see a bath in that glowing area and no. i didn't see it corrupted by fell like in the movie i didn't see a golem somewhere sure of course well that's um, so i didn't see the, the transition to the warcraft movie universe no. Well, no, 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 that's not the same, because the Warcraft, the WMU, Warcraft of the Universe, is not the same, but the fact that we've never seen the library before, but now it exists in the game, and a lot of the things that were made by the movie universe, people are legendary now, at least, like, the mana pool is there, but it's not the, it's still, it's still there, and, like, the, the slightly, um, like, crescented bookcases are all there, too, and the floors, all the globes, and the, yeah, like, at least that exists in game now, because we've never seen it before, that's what I mm -hmm. meant. Um, oh, okay, yeah. But no, the tie-in together point is that at least we have some closure on the fact that ever since Warlord started, when Cadgar just like, hey, I have Atiyash, I turned into a raven, and I'm doing amazing things and helping you out like a guardian, but I'm not a guardian. At least we have that discussion now where, like, Cadgar's taken aback. It's like, I don't know what to say, Medivh. You know, on that kind of building block. Yeah, your faces right now. At least <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what like are you saying that we've now have an answer as to is my cat card a guardian or not? Is right. that what you're yeah. saying? Because he, he yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But but it still leaves the question as to why does he act, behave, and wield the guardian weapon, and that's still not been explained. Yeah, but we like, have we more... now know that he's not a full pledge guardian, we know that for certain. But why does he have the guardian weapon? And how does he know or why does he uh portray like the Legion is coming like Warcraft 3, uh Medivh did during Warcraft 3? Like how did that mm -hmm. happen? 
And I would still love to see an, an explanation for that. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to the question we had earlier about how, how well the storytelling is in Legion. And it's definitely better, but then, of course, you get, like, these almost finished plot lines now. Well, we're getting better at it, but that still isn't explained anywhere. So, Khadgar should have been Medivh in disguise. Ugh. I don't know about this. Just <laughs> transmog it, right? Yeah, just transmog it. That's what he did, yeah. He has a crappy staff, but he just transmogged it. Of course, that makes sense. Kagar is a dreadlord. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Yeah, it's just, it's just cool to see that they are... Because I remember us having the shows in the past where we talked about stuff back in Mopper and Warlords where so much of the story was told outside the game. But all the little cutscenes in, in Karazhan talking about Medivh's backstory. And then, of course, Khadgar just started up talking to him like three times in the dungeon. Uh, like, it, it just they're filling in more stuff in the actual game so that's what i was interesting by the way that even after the harbinger episode uh medivh Ketka was not like medivh is it really you he was just oh that's medivh now you didn't really check if it was a dreadlord or not oh mm, i think because he already like kamehameha one dreadlord out of the tower i would imagine that there's no because in, in the room you fight the shade of medivh there's a huge hole in the wall in the glass there's a giant mm. hole in that glass so that's where he yeah but um I don't know. I think we should move on from the lore because preaching ghosts are falling asleep, mate. No, they're no, 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 we're not. No, no. These are all things I need to look out for next time we do Karazhan. And people well, genuinely want to know. All Keep I've going. done when I've gone to that Medivh fight is troll people. <laughs> it is. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am never going to break that ice tomb. Noobs. But no, this is how I find out. So you carry on. I'm like, I'm in the, I'm basically in I'm the chat taking room. notes. Carry on, carry on. Well, that's the last question I had, really. I don't know if anything else comes up in, in, in chat. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're at about I'm two. So, I was drinking that in. I was being so like composed and genuinely listening and genuinely interested in the discussion. It's like, well, that's the end of it, though. Hey, <laughs> they cut me off like we're a still, bar. We still well, the nightmare that is Rathian being removed from High Mountain. Oh yeah. I know man. it didn't make sense, but it was cool. I got it. I mean, they confirmed... I think it still made sense, to be honest. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I still hope that it's going to make a part in the story somewhere, because at the end of Nelfarian's raid, the the Torrin dragon says, um, I'm going to take care of family business now. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he's going to look up Refion And Jaina's missing. Like, where is she off to? There's a whole bunch of things still going on. Nope, Boo! That's... Boo, Jaina. Boo, where is Jaina. She? I don't care. Noble, where's Jaina? Jaina was in the city in the Council of Six, where Ketgar was like, yo, Jaina, you gotta work together with the Horde. She mm -hmm. peaced out, though. <laughs> and Jaina was like, hell no, I'm out. And then we haven't seen her. Yep. So, hopefully, uh, with a BlizzCon, they mentioned, like, somebody asked what happens with Volton. Is he truly dead? Um, I, I think it's pretty certain that Volton is dead, but his spirit might come back, or like a Loa or something. I'm hoping that if we ever get to that story arc, they will see, like, Jaina and uh, the Zandaladi trolls and all that. They're sinking island of King Rastakon. I'm yeah. hoping. Yeah. Pe people want her to be a Dreadlord all this other crap. I'm just like, she went back to Kul Taras. She's going to, like, recollect herself and come back with the whole armada or whatever, the fleet. I don't know. That's what's going to happen, most likely. Yeah. Okay. Because if they're going to put more of these .5 raids, what's saying that after Nighthold, and, or, like, even after Tomb of Sargeras, we don't get some troll raid randomly? What? Been a while. Why not? Troll it's raid. Been a while, right? Troll patch confirmed. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jin is a ghost. We need yet mate. another Amani Warbear. And uh, that's true too. That's that was the Amani Brawl. No, mate, Amani. That was that. Was that, was that part of the Q and A that 
Alex danced around that basically Vol'jin isn't dead. Yeah, he said the story continues. That's what he said. Yeah, like, without... I paid attention. <laughs> so, I mean, there's definitely more with that, and they're not going to just bring back Loa Vol'jin without, yeah, the hug right there. Well done. Well done. Good job. I listened to Loa. I was there. Well done. But is there anything else you want to close on? Normally, I think you want to leave chat with uh, before we before we get out of here. Anything you want to touch on that you didn't? Um, uh, touch on. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things I want to talk about, like Brawler's Guild and Time Walking Ooh. Dungeons and a whole bunch of fun stuff Ooh. that's coming up in Legion. But um, overall, I want to end with I'm very happy with how Legion is shaping up to be. I'm mm -hmm. hoping that they're going to continue this positive trends and that the content that they got planned is actually going to be implemented and a lot of people are going to enjoy it. And after that, uh, who knows what the future might bring. But for now, I'm enjoying every moment of it. Awesome. And I hope Chad has enjoyed your bookcase during the show. That's mostly what's featured. It's a good you bookcase. Classy. bookcase it's classy. He? he does. He won't let Noble let it go. No. It's a bookcase. I like I your like bookcase, I do, mate. I'm just he saying. You know what? He's making a Karazhan set. Yeah? Ooh. As his stream gets bigger, mate, that's going to turn into a full bookcase <laughs> like Karazhan. He's going to put books on strings behind him. That's it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a couple of steamy romance novels. Exactly. No, that's there because Preacher doesn't believe that I actually read the books and just copy Wikipedia. So now I got something to I prove don't it. That, but I know people say that to you. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah. You are the only one that says that to me, and then other people copy it. Just yeah. saying. Mm -hmm. Just putting I it get, out there. I get so much blame. Do you say that? I do. I tell well, all right then. Preach Ghost, what do you want to leave chat with? Any little nuggets that you want to drop on them? You go, mate. You go. Um, my takeaway from BlizzCon was that they're going that the change in focus to throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and not being afraid of of things might not be perfect every single time. Throwing balance out of the way in certain controlled environments where it's not needed because it's just going to be fun. Walking away with that was the best thing I heard. I heard a lot of people being negative, like, oh, no expansion was announced or anything. But I, what I heard at BlizzCon was way better, way better than an expansion announcement. It was a total change of philosophy. It was returning to what I fell in love with when I first started playing WoW, which is the combination of great gameplay mm -hmm. and all silliness and fun that they'd want to play. If Legion feels like a game the devs want to play. I don't believe they felt that way about WOD. Mm. Very true. What about you, Ghosty? <laughs> <laughs> no, every, echo that. I, I love where the game is. I love where we're going with the game. Get out of this ethos that only Illidan can fly. Right? <laughs> just fly. He's, he's Illidan. No, we're the leader of the Illidari now. And if there's going to be a short story to where we go to get our class mounts, let's do it so we can get inherit that power to fly. The only class with wings, let us fly, mate. Don't give us a bat with a grandfather clock on its head and think we're going to use it. Outside of that, love the game. Mm. And also, balls to bay for getting the shaman class, man. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tornado bring, bro over there. I'm bringing it up on stream right now because he is impressive. I don't know what you're talking about. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, well, I get a surfboard, so... Yeah, that was so good, level. mate. That at BlizzCon where you saw that and it came up and you went... I'm all right with that, you know. It's gonna have some nice little effects, and that's straight after it. Tornado, bro, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Poor Drew, it's cool, though. Like, despite the differences Drew. between mounts, how awesome is it that it's actually implemented? Like, not only yeah. do you get flying, yeah, they, also they're get showing specific... us these things. Because you mentioned actually earlier before, Noble, I was I meant to say something is that how much of this will we see? And they, a part of that change of philosophy seems to be we're not saying anything until we can literally show you we've done it. 
Yeah. And instead of saying, we might do this, we might do that, which we've mm -hmm. seen years and years again, and that only leads to disappointment, is now they're saying, and we're going to take you to Argus. Here's the design of it. We're going to go into the Tomb of Cerberus. Here's mm -hmm. the design it of it. It wasn't bait. No, it wasn't bait or things. I, I think um, they need to be careful. Or, uh, or they've learned the lesson is when you've got so many fans of the game saying you might do something, instantly translate in the minds of so many people is that's what they're doing. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. caught them out so many times. I mean, we've we've had the same thing. We'll say something like our big video is coming out on Sunday and we don't hit that deadline for whatever reason. And people are mad at us and magnify that by the entire WoW audience. And now they seem to be saying, we're going to do this. This is what it looks like. We've done it. We're announcing it now. It's done. How much of that was done it was, Draino, like you mentioned earlier, and isn't actually yeah. all new for Legion. That's an interesting question I hadn't thought about. How much did they hold back from what? Because it just wasn't worth it. Um, and will we continue to see this level of content continue going forwards? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, because we're being spoiled right now. There's That's no it. two ways about That's it. We are it. being massively spoiled by it right now. And will they keep it up? Don't know, mate. See, this that pessimist's taste. This is what Wad has left in our mouths. It's, yeah. It's I think, pessimism. Yeah, it's going to dry up and it's going to drag into the There's the potential to keep it up because now we're getting that experimental stuff and it's not just mm -hmm. ideas being thrown around. They're throwing it in the game to throw around, you know? So I think to some extent we are going to... Let's hope. Let's touch hope. wood, keep this momentum yeah, going. I said it to every single one of the devs is you're riding a wave right now and I hope that wave continues to just thrive and thrive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, all right. I'm hitting. I'm hitting the button, gentlemen, because we are definitely over. But that's totally okay with me. Thank you all so very, very much for tuning in. To episode number 122 of the Post BlizzCon 2016 Special. Again, my name is Adam Kak Bay. If you've missed the episode, of course, the entire YouTube version will be on YouTube tomorrow, Monday, from start to finish. Of course, you're watching on YouTube right now. Hello. And again, the mp3 only versions are going to be able to be found on the website or of course on itunes stitcher or google play music there was also a podcast i did from the con before the storm at blizzcon that is already online on the website as well so around the table real quick before i do some shout outs and close this out again real quick there's noble hi noble you can go find him on youtube at noble 87 or twitter at noble 87 or you know every other thing else except Instagram. Where's your Where's your Snapchat, Noble eighty seven? We get nitpicks. I don't I don't want dick pics from you, babe. Thank you very much. I don't ah, need damn. Snapchats. <laughs> Maybe Ghosty's interested. Uh. No. Approved. <laughs> <laughs> Approved. <laughs> but thank you very much for being on the show again, sir. It's always a pleasure. Happy to be here, man. Until next time, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Until like you know, two weeks from now, we got another show on, right? Of course. Okay. No, no. <laughs> there's, there's, no. I've got, I've got spec shows coming up next. Next Sunday is going to be mages, and the one after that is going to be hunters. But then there's preaching ghosty over there. You can go follow ghosty on Twitter at at Bauer Prime, and then Edge Lord. And then there's there's preach on Twitter at Preach Gaming. Of course, they have their YouTube page at Preach Gaming. I noticed you got your uh, YouTube channel name changed from Mike Preach out to Preach Gaming. Yeah, nice. But so the Twitch one changing soon as well. Oh, that's so hard to do with Twitch. Yeah. That's, you've been talking Is that, that because of the whole religion thing that you're changing? No, because I picked a silly name when I made a Twitch account when Twitch was just in TV. <laughs> that's true. Mm. It's mm. true. But gentlemen, it was a pleasure interviewing you on my base take. And thank you again for being on the show today. It's, it's crazy that I just like saw you last week. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you're across the pond again. Well, you saw Rose. I, I we did. We bothered to go. Wow, yes. <laughs>
Ouch! Come on! Just, oh, man. Better than tweeting him at four in the morning when you're drunk. Yeah. Eight hour flight is talking about how excited we were to finally meet you. We made the effort. Wow. Damn. Any comeback, Noble? No? Nothing? You good? No, I, I just want to mention that they went to BlizzCon to meet up with their fans, and all they could think about was me. I do feel on Only when the nice. bear's set in, and it's cuddle time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like your late-night booty call. It's like, how's yeah. Noble doing? Who's an easy hookup when I'm drunk? Where's Noble on Twitter? <laughs> oh, wow. That's why I like Cuddle Winky. <laughs> good, good grief. All right, everybody. Bye. Trusting your seal of RNG gold. Have fun with the new world boss that probably gives you nothing. And I will see you oh, next heck? week. Yeah, next week with mages. Of course, more details on the mage guests coming up during the week on social media. And if you have questions again for mages, I'll be asking you in the general chat on the Final Boss TV Discord. Link on the channel guide. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you all for watching. And <gasps> bye. Wave by the camera. Wave. Wave at the people. What is... <laughs> this is tough. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>